Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for well-qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Whether you're just wrapping up the night shift or on your way to start the day, we got what you need. Welcome to the morning shift. It's the most mid-team in history. A whole new way to start your day with nationally televised reporter Tiffany Blackman. Any pizza for me can be a personal. Can't wait. Former Falcons and Alabama offensive lineman Mike Johnson. I've had my butt shoot by Nick Saban a few times. You shut your mouth when you're talking to me. And Atlanta sports radio guru, Bo Morgan. Do you know who I am? I'm Squid Bill. You tell him I'm coming! And hell's coming with me, you hear? It's a new experience. And a new take on a sports morning show. The morning shift is on. Sports Radio 92.9 The Game. Now, here's Tiffany, Mike, and Bo. Good morning. It is 6 o'clock. We are live here in the Kia studios. This is the morning shift on Sports Radio 92.9 The Game. Mike, Bo, and Tiffany here hanging out with you. On this Thursday, we are almost to the end of the week. And uh, I guess you've got a little concert to go to tonight, though. Mm. Yeah, you won't be little, here tomorrow? No, nope. taking tomorrow off. Um, <laughs> rare day for me to take off. But I figured, yeah, why not? Pat yourself on the back for always being here. No, I mean, I, I don't. there's nowhere else I want to be. I really enjoy coming into work most most days. Um, and uh, and so, you know, I, I said, well, I want to enjoy it and not be miserable next, tomorrow morning and not make, you know, y'all miserable because I'm miserable. And <laughs> that's, so I said, that's I'll, awful nice of you. Sounds like a day off. Sounds like there's a couple other days that maybe you should have taken off in the past. <laughs> I don't know. I'll throw that out like, there. Like, like maybe uh, almost 52 weeks worth. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> what concert no. are you going to? So I'm an old school country fan. And I know a lot of people like all the new stuff, but I'm kind of old school. So I'm going to see Dwight Yoakam tonight. Um you know, he's not just um, the bad guy in Sling Blade to me. I was right? going to say, he had a little bit of an acting career as well. Yeah, he was Tim. He he's what, uh, he was Tim McGraw before Tim McGraw. Yeah. You know, tight jeans, uh, <laughs> bad acting, and the whole, the whole get up. Now, there, I think Tim McGraw's Wait, a good actor. I was going to say, I was like, I actually, Friday Night Lights. Well, Tim McGraw's really good in uh, 1883. And, uh, yeah. Oh, the blind side, dude. Come on. 
Well, that movie was fake, so it doesn't yeah, matter anymore. Oh, anymore. Right. right. Uh, I'm just kidding. No, but he was good. Now, and uh, Dwight Yoakam's also in Wedding Crashers. Not like Sling Blade's not fake. Wait, Dwight Yoakam's in Wedding Crashers. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, he is. The opening yeah, I scene where he's like, uh, <laughs> where they're they're doing the divorce uh, proceedings and um, he's, yeah. they're trying to get the sky miles, and he's like, can can you just give her a pill? <laughs> can you just give her her pill? <laughs> I Give her some I water. Remember, yeah. yeah, and uh, she, she's like, shut up when you're talking to me. I was like, man, I know I've seen him in another movie. Yeah, that's definitely the one. Pretty sure that's Re- Rebecca De Mornay in that scene as well. Um, she was, Probably. Yeah, she's a little All little, right, so you've got cougar. a concert, and yeah. then you crapped on Mike's plans already this morning. Or not plans, the dinner it's he just, went to last night. Like I, I, I hate the vibe that I'm putting out around you guys because I walked in here. I was like, yeah, you know, it, me, and, me and the wife took the kids to Super Eco last night. Oh, why would you do that to yourself? <laughs> I was like, I mean, I was going to say we had a good time. Like, the weather was really good yesterday. The and, no uh, filter. The no filter thing gets me in trouble. Diarrhea of the mouth. Well, I didn't mean it like that, but I, I know I that. I would have. I know. Well, uh, have you been out with people with children? Y- yes, I have. But Mike made the comment to me the other day, and I don't, not putting his business out here, but he was like, yeah, for some reason, when we take the kids to Waffle House, they're phenomenal. Like, yeah, it's true. They they act they act perfect. There's no issues. It's like our best experience eating out. And then I've heard other places how you know you guys have right. it's been a long night. So when you're like Super Rica, and I know Super Rica is a nice place. It's a uh, yeah. nice establishment. It's a little upscale. For it's not like your you know your regular Mexican. Place. They they're they're a little more Tex-Mexy upscale kind of with 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 their sure. with their drinks and um, some of their plates and and prices and everything. And so I just heard it, and I was like, oh, God. Like, I was, And I just <laughs> thought my first thing was like, well, this story's not going to end well. So I just went ahead, and I cut the, I cut the snake in. off at the head. I was like, well, why'd you do that <laughs> yourself? No, I think, I, think it, I think it's directly related. I think when you take kids to dinner, it's directly, directly related to how quickly their food can come out from the kitchen. Like, I, I, I've started to realize that about Waffle House, is that, like, when you order, like, hey, can you bring out uh, three scrambled eggs first? Like, it just immediately comes out of the kitchen, and you're like, hmm. Yeah, sure. And the kids sit down and uh, they do well. And usually the uh, you know the waiters and waitresses will play nice with them. So, yeah, we went to the uh, Super Eagle um, perimeter uh, up with that where that new food court is and all that kind of stuff up there. I didn't so know they had one up there. Um, yeah, there's like a there's a couple cool restaurants right there, and there's like a little like green area out front. They had like a um, cornhole tournament going on yesterday. ATL yeah. cornhole was playing and. The weather's just ridiculous last night, so hopefully you guys got a chance to, to get out the house. Anybody listening, or especially y'all three. I've only been to the one that's right here on Roswell Road, um, down from um, Johnny's. I've done that no. one, and I think the was the original yeah. one at Krog? Uh, it I might have been. I, you one. guys haven't been to the one at the Battery? I've been to the one at the Battery. I've been to the one at the Battery, the too. One at, I think Avalon. There's one. No, I might have been the one at the Battery, I too. I've been at three I, of them. Yeah, I forget about the Regularly. one. Regularly. Honest to God. I forget about the one at the battery Those are four, being a super four or five places. I think the only one I haven't been yeah. to is the one at Krog. To be honest, I used to go to the one at Roswell Road all the time when it first opened. We would hit so. the one at Krog quite frequently, and then Roswell Road's a little bit closer, and the battery's close too. So, either did you get one a chance to uh, get outside with uh, Roman yesterday? Weather was so good. What did I do yesterday? <laughs> no, I got lost in the gym for like I feel like two and a half hours. Yeah. I just sometimes just need to go down there. Like mentally lost, or you? No, like just like I was just <laughs> in there, and I'm like, man, time is—it's already been like two hours. That's awesome. Is—I don't want to do TB's timeout early, but is that like your safe space, like kind of at your zone out, where you can just kind of reset yes. your mental? 
Yes, and nobody was in there at the time that I went, which yeah. is makes me very happy. Actually, one person was, but then he was on his way out, and I was like, "Good riddance." Not, not that, it, not anything against him. <laughs> so, <laughs> good riddance. To your like, when I first started, when I worked out and lived in Buckhead, I mean, I, I, I wasn't there was nobody I really knew in that gym, so I could walk around and and, and never talk to anybody. And I started working out the one I work out now, and it's great. People, I, I, I you get neighbors and you talk to people, and it's like no. It, Hold on. <laughs> and it's like phenomenal. But then sports always comes up. Well, then I started working out with uh, a guy that uh, I met in my neighborhood, and he's a buddy of mine now, and he hates sports. Like, dude does not. Oh, that's nice. He doesn't He doesn't talk any sports. He doesn't hate him. He just does. He'll, he'll watch, like, here and there. But he's not a sports fan. And so I would work out for, like, an hour and a half, two hours, and we would train together, and n- – Never talk was about it like grilling, talk about cutting grass. Yeah, dude, family, like family <laughs> drama. It was like the reset that I would get anyways. I love it. And man. we never talked sports. Like well, never. I'll tell you. So I was in the gym for forever just because. And I try not to even do that many workouts anymore. I'm trying different things. But that's another story. I'm getting So you're experimenting in the gym. No, no, no. It's more of a more like the boring things get you results. Mm-hmm. So it is not trying to kill myself doing eight different workouts and, I don't know, eight to 12 sets and increasing weight and all that kind of stuff. So try to keep it to, like, five, maybe five workouts. I think I probably did seven yesterday just because I was just in there for so long. I was going to say, you did five in two two hours? No, but... Uh, five-minute breaks from what you said. It's all right. <laughs> got to have at least two minutes. I had a couple calls, but... Um, I, I did quite a bit yesterday. I did not go outside as much because the mockingbirds are back. I just want to put that PSA out there right now that it is, I guess we're on the <laughs> cusp of spring it or was, something. Yeah. I got a warning. One swooped by my head. It wasn't the dive bomb that it normally is, but it was a, a warning. Like you I better just, watch can, yourself. Can we get you an umbrella? Like a no, red those umbrella? Are, uh, no, don't I don't do think you're... I got to go back to my research. I'm not sure if you're supposed to use umbrella or not, but they don't like hats. They don't like like girls that wear like hair buns or if my hair is up. They don't like that either. So I just can't help like, but think of that Alfred Hitchcock like movie, A Murder of Crows. Every time crows uh, are cool. Well, that not if in that you, movie. They well, were. not in that movie. Yeah, no. no. Or the movie Birds. Yeah. But if you give crows, I, I got to find a way to befriend these mockingbirds. So you might see me on the street looking like the Home Alone lady. And exactly. just throwing out the pigeons stuff. They like peanuts. Anyway, yeah, but she it, wore a hat. Yeah, she, she did. did. She did. But those weren't mockingbirds. So hey, back to uh, sports. Right, that's what we do here as well. NFL Network's Daniel Jeremiah he put out his second mock draft earlier this week, and he has the Falcons drafting Michigan quarterback JJ McCarthy at eight. He explained why on his Move the Six podcast. AJ McCarthy, a little bit of a surprise uh, there going to the Atlanta Falcons based off just a lot of a buzz and chatter of folks that uh, uh, are connected to those who interviewed for that job. And there seemed to be a, uh, a thought coming out of those coaching interviews that uh, from ownership at the very top, they want a young quarterback. Yeah, the youth yeah. movement. Sure, they want a young quarterback. It's funny because I think there's been four head coaches or GMs that uh, are in need of quarterbacks this last week that have all come out and said, "Now everything's on the table. Everything, everything's on the table." I think the Patriots, uh, Patriots guy was the one that said that yesterday. I know that the uh, the Bears have said that. The fact that everything's on the table. I'll say this much: after our conversation with Dane Brugler, uh, Brugler last week, 
he is firmly not a believer and uh in JJ McCarthy being in the top 10 and you know mem- remember when we talked to him he added the fact that if it's not the top 3 that maybe you go on the free agency market I I just for whatever JJ McCarthy will be or won't be and I'm not saying he won't be a good quarterback I don't think any of us know that at this point it just seems like a reach to take him at 8 right I think that's my biggest issue with it if you're going to take him at 8 I feel like that nobody else would be targeting him at eight inside the top ten. And it seems like if you could find a dancing partner to slide back at that point, that might be a good move. Okay, I don't disagree with that uh, because I think that, you know, you're, you're hearing different people say different things. And part of the thing that you're hearing is he's not a day one starter. Well, if I draft him at eight, you're gosh darn <laughs> he's right he be. is. I, I don't, even, don't even realize if you're not a playoff team that traded into the top ten, whoever you take in that top ten, top twelve, they have to start. Like, you don't. You don't, you don't, you're not seven and ten, you're not what, uh, 21 and 30 the last three years and say, well, we can, we can risk drafting a guy that we can sit for a year or two. No, no, you can't. In fact, that's why you just fired your coach and you're drafting eight. The, but the thing I would say about McCarthy is there's a, there's this sense of, uh, of kind of uh, just, just talk around him that he's, that they don't, they didn't trust him at Michigan. Well, look, he didn't ever, he never threw the ball late in games. I think we need to be fair to what he is or isn't. He's a guy that's mobile. He can move. He can make all the throws. He he actually protects the football decently. I mean, in his career, he's only got 11 picks in three seasons, two seasons as a starter. So his two seasons as a starter, he's only got nine picks, and that's best, almost 600-and-something uh, attempts. But they didn't need him to throw late in games because most of the – I think they averaged like having a 20-point lead in the fourth quarter and – like ten of their games, yeah. That's a that's a huge number, yeah. And when they needed him, he he came up big against Alabama. Yeah, he definitely did. Uh, and 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 was it? And and to your point, and, and you guys can both kind of echo this. He played within the system. Like I, I, anybody that points to his numbers or what he was or he wasn't at Michigan, he's he's doing what he's asked to do. And I think there's a lot to be said about that. Not trying to play over your head and throw the ball downfield. If your team is not meant to do that, then play within the system. Play within the design, and it's. Um, I think it's a credit to him, not a negative that he, you know, didn't have some of these eye-popping numbers the way some of these other spread team did, you know, in Pac-12 quarterbacks. We'll keep chatting about potential Falcons future quarterbacks, maybe unfollowing or following. I don't know. You can't keep up with the kids these days on social media. Justin Fields gave his explanation, though, on why he hit the unfollow button when it comes to his current team, the Chicago Bears. That is next here on the morning shift on Sports Radio 910 the game. Good morning. Yeah! Back to more of the morning shift. With Tiffany, Mike, and Bo on Sports Radio 929 the game. Back in the morning shift this hour, brought to you by Morgan and Morgan Injured. Hire Morgan and Morgan, America's largest injury law firm. All right, you guys are rocking out to um, Limp Biscuit, I see this morning. So, glad it's taking you guys back to your uh, glory days. If I, I didn't mean to interrupt you, keep rolling. Rolling, rolling, rolling. What? I'm leaving. <laughs> I'm done. I'm done. Nobody, nobody, I'm done okay, way. just keep rolling. rolling. Done. Just keep rolling, rolling. I'm done with the people like rolling. Justin Fields is, is right done here. following what? the Chicago Bears on the internet, mm. on the socials. Yeah, he kept it rolling. You know, you guys had your theories. 
about it yesterday. And let's see what Justin Fields had to say when he joined the St. Brown Brothers podcast. Drake London, my teammate. What's up with that? What you mean? What's up with that? I follow you. You know, you know Drake? Me. You don't follow me. But you know Drake? Um, I'll follow you after this. But no, nah, not for real. I mean, we played against him, you know, these past two years. But I don't know right. him for real like that. Hmm. I've been following for a minute, though. Oh, okay. Yeah. That's crazy. That's my dog. Um, I just know he's on the Falcons. Well, you know, talking about why he <laughs> followed Drake London, I mean, that that's okay. I mean, I, I don't – you know, it's funny because um, – I can't, I can't pronounce, dog. I can't pronounce the the uh either one of the St. Browns' names, but uh, Equimenus, I think is how you say it or something. Equinemius. Like yeah, Equinemius played with Justin, and yeah, he did. He's like, you don't follow me. He's like, oh, <laughs> well, I'll, I'll follow <laughs> you later. You know, I, I just think you. That's my dog. You see what guys post, and then you're just like, yeah, I'll follow that guy. I don't think it's a basically. There, it doesn't mean he's coming to the Falcons and it's a done <laughs> deal just because he follows Drake London. So that's why he follows Drake London. Let's hear why he unfollowed the Bears on Instagram. I mean, what's we're not the, comparing. No, 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 no. Since we're here. All right, come on. What's with the unfollow with the Bears? What's, what's up with that? Man, bro, I'm glad we're talking about it because people, why do people take social media so serious? Like, <laughs> but, like, why, why are you unfollowing the Bears? Like, I still mess with the Bears. It's not, I'm just trying to take a little break. I unfollow the Bears and the NFL, bro. I'm not just trying to have football on my timeline. Like, mm. I know y'all mess with a girl, EQ, especially you. Just because you don't follow the girl on IG don't mean you're not messing with that's her. That's true. You that's know? true. That's facts. That's facts. Oh, so you're saying you mess with the Bears more now that you don't follow them? Man, it's not even like that. Ah, okay, it's, okay. It's something that I don't want to see in my timeline. I'm about to go on vacation. I don't want to see no mm. football. And guess just, what? Just get away. Get a little away for a little bit. It's either Keep Fields. We want Fields. See the drive Caleb. So it's like, bro, man, I'm tired of hearing the talk. I just wanted to be over. Mm. Tiffany's PR firm here stepping up to the plate. <laughs> okay. So, and also, why does everything always have to come back to equating things with relationships? A lot of sports people do that. It, it's kind of funny because I guess it does relate in a lot of different ways. Anyway, back to my PR firm. If I'm representing Justin Fields, I, even if, if I'm someone that even just consults him, just don't be a headline right now. You are the headlines, but you haven't created it for yourself. Now you've created the headline for yourself by unfollowing the Bears. Why not just leave it? Why not just mute them? These kids know how technology works. If I know how it works, he should know how it works. Mute them. I'm just, I, I don't no. think he's wrong for unfollowing and not wanting to see football, but he, as he just explained, said everybody's like popping off about this. Everybody's talking about this. Well, you added fuel to that fire. You ignited that fire by unfollowing them when really you probably could have just left it alone and not have looked at your social media while you were wherever you're going to be vacationing that I can't afford. <laughs> he's, um, he's 20, he's 24 None years old. None of us old. can afford it, Tiff. None <laughs> of us can. He's 24 years old. So that's kind of what that era of, of people does is it's social media. And, and what you do is everything's based on social media. I'll say this. When he said all that, I thought, I thought to myself, did we just become best friends? Because I am so with Justin Fields. I am so exhausted with he's this, he's that. He'll he'll do he he'll make the Falcons a playoff team. He'll be a bust. He'll blah blah blah. Like I feel I do honestly feel a little bad for the dude because he's done nothing but go there and, and I do agree. his job. I'm not faulting I know him for you're anything. Not. I know I'm you're just, not. 
kind of be a little tongue in cheek about the following thing, but it still is a is a you know what's going to happen when you do that. You the, know the sleuths, the internet sleuths are out there waiting to see stuff like that. I, I think the PR firm that you're talking about probably does not like it, but I wonder if his his football representation actually does. You know what and I mean? Like all of a sudden, right leverage start coming into play, and you know, hey, you ain't getting a hometown discount. You haven't taken up for us. This, that, and the other, and and, and also kind of putting it out there that he would love to play for. Another team? And doesn't it kind of take that whole control thing that we talked about yep. uh, last week or whatever it was that the Bears do have the upper hand right now, yep. but now your quarterback is seemingly – he the, says it, otherwise, but – Yeah, no, it's the it's the avenue that you can take to take back control. And and, and I'm with Bo to the extent where, you know, this is something that it's, – it's, it's unfortunately not new. I mean, we talk about this, you know, time and time again about somebody getting unfollowed or somebody deleting their pictures or somebody changing a post or whatever it is. This is this is what I said about this yesterday. He's he reads, he sees it whenever they put a picture of him on Instagram, right? And he sees all the posts underneath of, you know, we, we should draft Caleb or we, you know, Still we should keep choice, him back though. or you go right. sometimes the top comments if you look at a post are already there, but on Instagram, you'd have to actually I would I would make the rest. argument that I don't think it is a choice for some people. I, I, w- I would make the argument that I think a lot of people get busy hands and busy fingers and just can't help themselves. And well, hey, I don't, I don't agree with choi- that. That's a choice. I know, but like I think it's just second nature to say, "Man, I, I wonder, wonder what this says under this one." When it's about you, I think it's hard. I think it's hard not but to. It's still I read a, every it's comment. A cho- it's a choice. I don't. I do. I like to see it. Y'all are I, making my point. I that's like to see it whether it's whether it's that's, good that's or bad. That's what I just said. That's my point. It's a choice. No, there's no choice for me. I just have to see it. Like it. it like, I, I want to see if you hate me or love me. I don't care. I, I, if you have feelings about me, I feel like I There's won. There's nothing I hated more than when I was doing NFL Network stuff and I would maybe break something or have an interview after a game or something, and they take that little clip and they tweet it out, and how many people follow that account? It, oh, I could not stand it. So I just never looked at You my never read any of the comments underneath? I, I, mean, I mean, I'm not saying I never have before. I have, and I'm like – some of them weren't bad. Some of them weren't good. But it's just knowing that because people are just vile and they're really vile on the internet but, for no reason at well, all. Well, it's because so the reason chose, is because there's no accountability. They just want well, attention. That, yes, people just want people want a response on social media, and I don't. But today's today's youngins, because that's what Justin Fields is. The guy's about to turn 25 in less than like maybe like two weeks. All they want, like that, like when. Social media is their everything. So if they unfollow you, it just means they want. To, sometimes it doesn't mean that they're breaking up with you. I mean, I didn't, I didn't unfollow Desmond Ritter, but we broke up. I just, you know, I still want to see what's going Cut on ties. in his life. Cut ties. But, but yeah. we just, you know, but maybe he just Jeez. needed a break. The whole That's, the the girl the girl thing is probably a little hey, much. You taking ways. a break from Desmond? I've, I've muted taking some. A break? I've no, muted we broke up. Long. I told you that in December. You broke he, up in December. Yeah, when he threw but an he, interception. Isn't it weird that he probably isn't aware of this relationship that you had? Hey, anyway, well, let's get Justin him. Fields' thoughts on the Atlanta Falcons. Atlanta would be tough. The only con of going back home is just people hitting my phone crazy. Yeah, you know, wanting tickets to the game. But I mean, uh, I think, I think they got a lot of play playmakers on the team, and um, of course, Bijan. They got my boy Kyle, and then of course Drake too. Um, they probably need one more receiver. But um, they definitely got some guys over there. 
So he's paying Already attention. Already looking at the roster. So he's paying attention. Hmm, interesting. Right? I mean, like he, he, says exactly, he says exactly what I would have said. You know what I mean? Like, for oh, us, because we're going to talk yeah. about that uh, yeah. in, a, in a couple segments. Yeah, it's like, uh, yeah, yeah uh, that's what I would have said. You need, need, need another wide receiver. Uh, need that guy. But, uh, look, man, I mean, back to the point you were talking about, about social media and, 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 and it, it's interesting to me, man. It's just, um, it, I just think that. I think he probably just can't help it to read when when some of the comments and and for that matter he's just like I'll just unfollow. I think he could have muted. Um, yeah. I, listen, I mute people that drop a hat on Instagram. Like some of my best friends, I have muted just because I'm like, dude, don't don't flood. I don't want to flood the feed. You know what I mean? I'd like to get some new stuff in there every every uh, couple of months. You I know think what I mean? so. Social media is fun. I'm probably the biggest user of of the gram. I enjoy it. I don't enjoy X very much. I'm not an influencer, but if I was an athlete. And I didn't have to be on there. You could pick and choose the times maybe when you wanted to do it. I, I would wholeheartedly probably just delete the app off my phone for a good little bit while I'm on this rich vacation that uh, that Fields might be going on. I'm really jealous. Everyone goes to such cool locations. And I'm like, I want to be there so bad. But well, I digress. You know, what I'm saying is I would take a break off of it. Yeah. Whereas someone like me, you know, there might be sometimes I do have kids reach out and I do answer those from time to time. Uh, so other times, yeah, I might be leaving some money on the table if somebody wants me well, to do something. Well, I think something. he's the same way, though. So, I think he's the same way. you got to build your personal brand. You, you do, you, but you I think him. you can't afford to take a, a, a break. Like, we, I can't, I not agree. in this position that we're in, because we have to come in here and talk about sports every morning, yeah. right? He actually could. But you can have you have people do it. I mean, you're you're making a, a decent amount of money, that if you and you have an agent, if you said, hey – can the agent run my socials during this offseason so well, I can not concentrate? Man's pockets, but yes, maybe but, he could. Well, it's, I mean, no. You, hey. I'm talking about it, his vacations. I don't even know. He could yeah, be just you're already home. in his pockets. Let me tell you something. Home. That agent, I know one thing. That agent's taking 10% of his salary no matter what because he helped, you know, that's what agents do. 10%. Hopefully it's less than that. That sounds like a TV uh, uh, agency deal. He ain't taking 10% of his football he ain't taking salary. He's taking 10% of something. No, no, no. Anyways. No, no, no. That's not how it works when you get to a higher Oh, is that not? Well, I wouldn't know I'm not at a higher salary. I'm not Ooh. either. Well, you just talked like <laughs> you were. But I know people that are. I mean, damn, she just talked like she was, didn't she? <laughs> I know people that are. Well, let me tell you this. They're taking some of his money. Make him earn it, Justin. Okay, you can his, say that. His, it's probably 10% of anything he makes outside of football. Yeah, if well, then what's it on the money? Because 10%, 10% off of a multi-million dollar deal is a lot in football. of money. Yeah. 3% for what he made is a pretty like good chunk change. I mean, I'm over here counting my pennies, Steph. I don't make the big money like you, so you can inform me in the break, <laughs> don't I guess. over here like that. Well, right? you just dropped that knowledge. Like, let me tell you that when you get the big contracts. No, I just – no, when you know mm. people, when you know athletes, you know those people that are uh, making now you just got name of money. No, did I name okay. those two? You said no. when you know athletes. Well, you do too. Apparently not the right 10% ones. 10% of whatever they're making is a lot. Like, I would be an agent. I would not be here with you guys if I could get 10% off a <laughs> the, There are the, the, the people that get the that get the, <laughs> the ads and stuff like that, th- those are making 10%. That's a, that's, yeah. Yeah. That's, well, that's so a lot of money. The little guys get taxed more than the rich. Hmm. Hmm. All right. Well, maybe... <laughs> Well, that took a left turn. <laughs> it did. Uh, how about the Braves? No, I'm just kidding. We will talk about college football, a 14-team playoff format. Could that be what's to come? Boom. That's next here on the Morning Shift on Sports Radio, 92.9 The Game. Mornings on The Game means more of the Morning Shift. Nice. nice. <laughs> on Sports Radio, 92.9 The Game. Okay, we're getting a lot in here, but I 
if you want to read it, you guys can sweep from Juvenile. That was posted well after my bedtime. Said, y'all been backing that you-know-what up for a quarter century. I got to hand it to the you-know-what. Y'all did y'all's thing. (laughs) (laughs) I just saw it on Twitter. It just took me out because that song, whenever it comes on. Back Are you guys really with... trying to get me the pastry man? <laughs> like... Pastry man is uh... hashtag pastry man. All right, you know what? Uh, was there two Z's football. in juveniles? Yes. Uh, blank word. Which I didn't know if I could pull that off on it. Yeah. Z- yeah. I, I didn't know if I could do I that. Know. But it know. had me laughing until you played the Muffin Man music. <laughs> we will no longer be speaking of pastry man on this show. He's dead. Oh, did he get I'm mad? No, he has no idea. Oh, he doesn't have any. No. Oh, okay. well then I was, that carry was my, on. That was my follow-up. Yeah. He does not know unless right. someone tells him. Okay. So uh, back to this college football uh, and the expanding to a 14-team playoff. I really can't say back to if we never actually started with it, but you guys know I was talking about it in the tease. If you've been listening. Back so, to sports. Back to sports. The college football playoff officials are discussing expanding it in the 2026 season. So this year is the 12 team playoff which is set to begin but 2026 we could see the idea of a 14 team playoff uh I, bo help update us or remind us it's uh your top four teams are getting buys yes this year and you'll have five versus 12 to start the first round on campus that's right six versus 11 that's seven right. versus ten. yeah that's right eight versus nine i this all comes down to money right and and, and i think what people don't understand is there are when you had the power five Right, the money was kind of split amongst the Power Five from the TV deal that you would be getting from the college football playoff. That you would split up, I guess, was eighty percent of the money amongst the Power Five teams. Well, now there's four, and now there's a bigger seat at the table, and now everybody wants to kind of redo these contracts and and see how things work out. The conversation moving forward is going to be about this, and they they might not admit it. The conversation moving forward is going to be about automatic qualifiers from the Big Ten, and the SEC. That's what it's going to be about. Yeah, conference champion, but when you have 16 or 18, conference champion being the only automatic qualifier from your conference does not get it done, right? Well, That's not getting it done in the long run. So I don't I don't want it to move to 14, to be honest with you. I think there's enough seats at the table for 12. Uh, it'd be interesting to see how it pans out, but I, I'm good. I'm good at 12. It's a good model. That's 100% it. it. They're saying that it's about access, not financials. What they're saying it, what they're really, they're masking it. It is about automatic qualifiers from each conference, the Big Ten and the SEC, which means more money goes to those conferences. Yeah, right. Exactly. So they're, they're masking, the, they're trying to cover up their tracks a little bit by saying, well, no, no, it's not about more money. Uh, it, it, it's about getting more of our, 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 our uh, teams in there based on True. how many teams are in each conference. And we want to make sure the regular season matters late in the late in the season, where you know Michigan's eleven and zero, and they're going to play two conference loss Ohio State, right? But Ohio State wins; they're most likely going to make the college football playoff. Well, they want Michigan to to want to play their the the play out the rope there, right? Because they, they keep Ohio State out, they don't want Ohio because if if Ohio State doesn't have a chance in. There's not a 14-team playoff, right? And there's not an extra team that gets in. They might be left out. Does that make sense? And as uh, this is what uh, Petiti told the uh, commissioner of the Big Ten, Tony Petiti, he said, "We want to thank, we want fans to think 
that you know a game in the second week of November, even if you've already lost two or three games, still has a lot of value. That's the goal. Yeah. yeah. That's that, it. But my, my problem is going to be this. And, you said and here's, it better than me. Here's where I'm going to draw the line. Here's where I'm going to draw a line. So, I'm here for so right now, like we said, those semifinal games or those quarterfinal games, whatever it may be, they're going to be on campus, right? It's going to be right before Christmas. They're going to be on campus. If you move to 14, the only way the matchups work is if you now have only two teams with a bye because then you're three against 14 all down the road and, you know, those two teams move on. However you want to dissect it, however you want to put it out. So help me. If they try to make it to where more games are at bowl sites, I will lose my mind. Like, my biggest problem with this entire playoff the entire time has been these one seeds won't get those on-campus games. So if they try to move it back to where all of a sudden the more teams are playing at bowl sites and this is all about bowl money, I will, I will, I will lose it. I will lose I've it. I've seen Tim. Mike lose it before. I can't have I will that happen. lose it. Let's hit a TV's timeout. Now listen up. Now let's take a look at what's going on in Tiffany's world. The same fun with TB's timeout on the morning shift. Brought to you by MaximumCashHomeBuyers.com. Fair cash offers for as-is homes. Don't waste your time with repairs. Call 678-902-2000. Man, I talk a lot of crap publicly and hope that it doesn't get back to these guys <laughs> that I know that I come in contact with. But whatever, you know. So I'm at this. I'm at. I shouldn't even say where I'm at, but. I'm at an event, a very big event, and I am on a red carpet. <laughs> I'm now I'm digesting everything you've posted. I turn around, and I see this individual from afar. And I'm thinking, oh, this is the dude that was in my DMs upon years ago, and he's in the same arena field that I am in. So we correspond. We correspond via the Internet's. We talk a lot. There's talk of maybe, hey, let's meet up. We all know the same people, all this kind of stuff, right? So I'm speeding through this. I finally see this person in person for the first time. And, but initially I already know what I know, which is kind of a clown. He's right. kind of a legit clown. So bad game. Totally bad game. Oh, trash, man. trash can game. And oh. so, so I'm working with my producer that I'm with. Her name, shout out to Laura. She's great. And I'm, I look at her and I'm like, oh my gosh, how did <laughs> how did this clown get here? Right, who invited this guy? And I'm basically telling her in a in a very quick way, like, what happened? And this is may, this might be my king of clowns, right? No, uh, he's second. He's like the gesture wow. of, of clowns. And so I finally get a DM a week later after the event. Oh no, the play of a clown. Good to finally meet you in person. I said, you know, I'll be nice. I said, good to finally meet you in person too. <laughs> then, then here's where here's where the clownery comes in. Here's where he fully painted his face and put the nose on and the shoes. And he says, I won't ask you about the little whispers you and your friends shared before I came over. Oh, <laughs> he got you. He got me, but you oh, know, you know. He got you. Well, wait, wait, wait. Because this is a clown we are dealing with. You know, he thought I was kikiing with my friend. Like, oh my gosh, there he is! This is so exciting. I don't think he think he actually like got, oh, you me, think, got me. Oh, okay. So because, you didn't? You don't think he realized you were talking crap? No, because I think, think the that ego he, of this thought, person is already. Wow. This person walked over to wow. me. Hey, baby, like is we shining or is we shining? Because I was wearing this sparkly dress or something. And I'm like, did he really that's just? What, say that's what this? he said. He really just is we shining this? or are we shining? I almost projectile vomited. 
there in front of everybody. Okay, yeah, yeah he's definitely a clown. He, he straight up took those giggles as a compliment. He thought it was not, an invite. Straight yeah. up. He he's, straight like, up. he's like, look at her. She can't stop talking. She's this, giggling about me. This, this, <laughs> this is so exciting. This to goes see back me here. to a conversation, Tiff, that we had a couple of weeks ago about what is the proper way to slide into somebody's DMs. It. He slid in years ago. Right. And it was proper. Right. It was fine. It was fine. I was like, this seems like a good guy. He well, what, is, what made it turn, though? What made it turn? Because you said he was a clown when you saw him. The turn was, did I, t- I told you guys about the goat story in Atlanta, how I had a clown that was in my city and was talking about, maybe I never shared this on air. I'm not sure. Okay, okay I'll have to speed through it. I get a, a DM from this person who I have, again, still not met yet, right? But we're in the same field. I've been in the same places, know the same people. I get a DM. When I posted about the goats being on the loose in Atlanta, that was two years ago. I don't even remember whatever it was. They're in Buckhead. And I get this DM that says, y'all are wild in Atlanta. And I wrote, I don't know, I think I wrote LOL, haha, whatever. Yeah, we are. And then he sends another message. Oh, sure. I'm with my friend who's finally, she's she's like, this dude's in Atlanta. And I go, no way. I go, yeah, you're actually right. He probably is. So he keeps Saying these things like, man, everything's so crazy in Atlanta. This city's cool. Okay, Traffic's clown, bad. just say you're here in Atlanta right. and ask to meet up. But I'm not going to sit here and fawn all over you and be like, oh my God, are you here? Yeah. Are you here? Oh my, oh my God, that's great. No. Oh my God, you should have told me no. you were going to slide through. He almost got that message that I have pre-saved in my phone now when someone says, hey, I'm in your city, and then you respond, enjoy the traffic. <laughs> we wow. Fool. <laughs> we full. We are really full. Did y'all see those articles that yeah. came out? Eight We're million? full yeah, here. No thanks. Anyway, so that was the story I wanted to tell yesterday before you guys came at me with Pastry Man. Uh, I wonder if this clown likes Pastry pastries. Man trial. Uh, no, I, I listen. God bless him if he really thought that y'all were giggling about him or snickering about him being a good thing. Because well, that is just some serious self-indulgence. That is that's some, that to the highest degree. Okay. Like, I feel like I'm completely, I think I think just, I always fall back to the, the fact that they're probably laughing they're at They're probably me. laughing at me. <laughs> no, no, no. anybody usually don't, does. Don't think he wasn't fishing, though. He was fishing, oh, yeah. exactly. No, he threw exactly. out a line. He, so, he, he, was, he yeah. was exactly fishing. And you know what? For... This pond is dry, so don't come over here well, <laughs> looking uh, for fishing. Okay. Well, <laughs> oh, well, don't. I'm leaving the room. Okay. I mean. Yeah, don't mean it like that. You're. I just threw my pen at you. I hope. I hope Nobody I hope said anything, Tiff. All I no, said was, just, okay. I'm saying I mean, don't come over here if you're trying to fish for compliments. Because yeah. you're not going to get them. Yeah. I will. We just, I'm telling you, TV's timeout. We need to hold a seminar one week about what is the proper way to no, go about this. I don't even know. I am happily. <laughs> I think my stomach absorbed your pen. I'm happily dealing with myself right, right. now. Right. <laughs> your own inner demons. I'm not even inner demons. I'm just, just living life. Yeah. Going to the gym for a couple of hours. I, I, I think, my dog. But, but is I think that you really would do living a service. life? It, I, I, yeah, it is. I think you would do a service yeah. to females everywhere if you would teach the men no, how to I slide. No, I teach. I need one of these. I definitely one of don't know. These, uh, we need to I don't call need in to know. one of my female, One of my female friends, we'd call one of the men. That's the supreme girly girl. I have a couple of those that are just way more girly than I am. And we can ask, we can ask for their advice. Okay. I have none. Okay. I, I, I love I it. That's a great idea. The dating scene. So, got a couple people in mind. All right, when we come back here on the morning shift, let's get back to the Falcons and the potential to possibly land Justin Fields. We know he follows some members of the team on social media. Does that mean anything? I don't know. He's probably not a clown. So, <laughs> that's next here on the morning shift on Sports Radio 99 The Gate. Call from mom. 
Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Don't touch that dial. This is The Morning Shift. All of them are really, really hot. On Sports Radio 92.9 The Game. It is 7 o'clock. This hour brought to you by Zero Res. Smart, lasting, clean. You remember this? This was yellow card, right? No, wait, wait, wait. What um, was it? This is lit. Lit? Yeah. Sorry, it took me a second. I was like, uh, one, was two, three. Yeah. Way off of yeah, no, this is not yellow card. I mean, they play this song everywhere, probably, on everything. Is this um? I know it. This is the one with Pamela Anderson in the video, I think. In the video, this is a really cool video. This is because they have one of their one of Lit's videos has Pamela Anderson in it. Great video. I can see you wearing. Um, did you wear Jinkos back in the day? I had a pair of Jinko khakis. Yeah, <laughs> stop. It. No, not stop. Khakis, it. No cap. Not Jinko khakis. Yeah, no cap. High school, gonna, man. That was in when I was in no high school. no cap talking uh, about Jinkos. I'm going to ask you a question. You can't say no cap if you're talking about actually wearing Jinkos when they were in fashion. <laughs> I'm going to ask you a question, and I hope you don't come across this table at me. All right? You huh. ready for this? It might be bad for you if I do. All right. Like a spider, spider monkey. monkey. Yeah. Um, what? <laughs> Why are you laughing? What were the what were the like when you hit the the shelf to get the Jinkos? What side? What what measurements were you looking for? Uh, well, <laughs> I actually, um, you were probably never in the Husky section, were you? Uh, I was probably in Husky, like when I was like eight. Okay. I put well, on, I had a little chunk in me, but like you were, you know, in you, high school, you know, I was like, it goes like waist and then length and all that. Like, I mean, in high school, you got to remember, dude, in high school, I was like, when I graduated, I'm, I'm assuming I was about my height now and like learning to walk. 130 pounds. I mean, senior night of high school soccer, I was 130 pounds, dude. So I was. Yeah. I was skinny, so I could wear the same waist and 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 uh, you know it was like a thirty thirty back then. I was like, I thought that was the coolest. I was like, yeah, man, it's like a gun, thirty thirty. And you probably had the same hairstyle that JJ Watt tried to bring back during um, that he roasted himself over. Yeah, it wasn't quite that Spiky. frazzled, but yeah, it was. 
Yeah. Dude, we are listen, I, I have no room to talk, man. I am from uh, I'm from the Panhandle, Florida. Dude, I'm yeah, gonna, so, you probably definitely have no definitely room had spiked hair. You're just from the state of Florida, you have no room to talk. I was just curious what the what the measurements were. You Dude, know, if they were the same length as they were the width. I'm you know gonna I mean? Yeah. Well back then they were. Twenty eight, twenty eight. Yeah. You know what I mean? like, <laughs> Like no, that. that's what I said. He's gonna come out like a spider monkey. I was just curious. No, I was there's like, no Dude. shame. I was skinny and short. I mean, you know, it could have been worse. I could have been fat and short. What were they? Measurements. Uh, I think they were 30 30. 30 30. That's yeah. actually not as bad as I thought it was. Um, but to be, they might have been 29 30. Air Day Day? No. no. Okay. It, okay. Day Day asked how you spell Jinkos, and I think it was J E N. J E N C O. Yeah. No, no. No, J E N K O. I don't think there was no. an E in there. No. Yes, there was. Yes, there was. Yeah. I think it was just. J N C O, Jinkos. Maybe what, I'm wrong. What? What wrong. Is, did you, so, dude? I'm gonna tell you, man. I'm, oh, J. Yeah, you're right. I'm gonna tell you. J N C O. It was a great Jinko look. Jinko. There was yes, nothing better than to have like. Oh, a, they're selling. Yeah, they're, they're coming back. For, there was nothing well, better. You made fun of me for my 130 dollars, 180 bucks. Ralph wow. Lauren polo shirt. Oh yeah. Chain wallet. Oh yeah. Jinko khakis. Bro, you don't even want that. Was the look? The Adidas. It, the Adidas. Echo Unlimited. You don't even know. Those let me, Adidas let me tell you shoes. About that. Um, oh, it wasn't Echo. the Sambas, but it was the um, the th- those old school Adidas. It was just like the white ones. And yeah, they the superstars. Fubu. Yeah, with the three stripes, yep. low, low top. All shell toes. Dude, that was the look, man. All back in nineteen ninety nine, two thousand, two thousand one. Yeah. I'm with you, man. I was definitely rocking something similar when I was in sixth grade. You roll up to little Dr. Dre and Eminem. Forgot I'll about tell Dre. You, when I moved down here, I. The style in New Jersey for girls, we were wearing polos and really baggy clothes. Jersey was just yeah, a, little you know, it was a, little, a little bit different. And uh, I moved down here to the south, and all these girls are wearing short shorts, high socks, and ribbons in their were hair. The bell bottoms a thing still right there, like the, the low no, waist? No, I, 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 my distinct memories of moving down to Georgia was everybody wearing a ribbon in their hair at my school. <laughs> Uh, that's, your, very, that's your biggest memory? It was a, Well, I'm saying like the initial shock of moving. Yeah. Besides moving to Swanee, which was like, yeah. what is coming I just from remember Morristown, the flared New pants Jersey. being a big thing for girls back when I was so, in high school. It, flared pants were cool. Yeah. Low, yeah. low rise. Flared flare. pants. Yep. Yep. So it's all coming back now. All right. We're coming back to this conversation about Justin Fields and his potential landing place. We know that he did unfollow the Chicago Bears. On Instagram, but he did join the St. Brown Brothers podcast, and he addressed why he is no longer following the Chicago Bears on Instagram. I mean, what's we're not the, comparing. No, 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 no. Since we're here, what's with the unfollow with the Bears? What's, what's up with that? Man, bro, I'm glad we're talking about it because people, why do people take social media so seriously? <laughs> <laughs> but like, why you why you unfollowing the Bears? Like, I still mess with the Bears. It's not, I'm just trying to take a little break. I unfollow the Bears and the NFL, bro. I'm not just trying to have football on my timeline. Like, mm. I know y'all mess with a girl, EQ, especially you. Just because you don't follow the girl on IG, don't mean you're not messing with her. That's true. That's know? true. That's facts. That's facts. Oh, so you're saying you mess with the Bears this morning now that you unfollow them? Man, it's not even like that. Ah, okay, it's, okay. It's something that I don't want to see in my timeline. I'm about to go on vacation. I don't want to see no mm. football. And guess just, what? Just get away. Get a little away for a little bit. It's either Keith Fields. We want Fields. to the draft Caleb. So it's like, bro, man, I'm tired of hearing the talk. I just wanted to be over. I love it, man. I'll be honest. I love it. I, I love the fact that he did that. I, I love the fact that he unfollowed it and, and unplugged away from it and got away from it. I don't think it's mentally healthy for him to see this stuff. And and I know we talked about earlier whether it's a choice or whether it becomes habit yeah. that you click on the comment section. I just think it's easier if it's not there. 
Like you keep yourself away from hitting the comment section if you just don't see it. And I don't, I don't think he that's needs fine. to see. That's fair too. That's yeah. fair. I don't think he needs to see anything the Chicago Bears are posting or the NFL is posting. Uh, you know, he listen, go on vacation. I, I distinctly remember, and this is not even close to being the same thing, but I put a tweet out while I was on vacation like five years ago. And it was not inaccurate, but it was just fishing for – it was it was inaccurate to the point where I knew I was going to get a lot of response from it. And as soon as I got, like, three responses, I was like, uh, I don't want to deal with this right now. Wait, and it I was inaccurate. Why would you put It out- wasn't inaccurate. It was – I think it was something about um, – it was, like, in 2017. Remember when Florida State was number one or preseason number two? Uh, and they, I don't even think they went to a bowl that year. And I was like, man, I wonder when's the last time somebody was that highly ranked preseason and didn't even go to a bowl game. And the response was, it was Alabama in like the oh, year so 2000 getting, or 2001. Right. Okay. It wasn't inaccurate. It was just like fishing. Like, yeah, you know what I mean? Yeah. I was like, man, I wonder when the last. And I was in like Lake Tahoe at the time. And I was like, why did I do that? And all of a sudden, my phone's like lighting up. And I was like, man, I just, I just deleted it. So somebody <laughs> that responded to it, was like text me was like oh I didn't mean you know I didn't mean to make you mad and I was like no I'm not mad I just I just want to be on vacation right now I was like man didn't this is not to. good didn't mean to didn't mean for that to blow back in my face but I think I think to to his point that's kind of where he's at he's like look man it's off season unplug away from it I he doesn't have any control at this point where no. he's going and, and so and you don't even know how much when he's in the in the position the Bears are in they're probably keeping their cards close. To the vest or wherever that expression is. Yeah, according <laughs> to them, they don't know. They're going to decide next week. Remember who so, was that said that? Yeah, their GM, Ryan Pohl, said yeah. that. Um, so, so then Justin Fields is in a position where he, he could get surprised. You know, he'll find out the news maybe right before we all find it out or the way things go now, an insider finds it out first, and, you know, that's that. So The new move, apparently, on social I media is unfolding. making a post to fish and then turning the comments off. Which to me is the ultimate, like, dude, how are you going to make a post and turn the comments off? I've seen people do that, like people make an outlandish post. And not yeah, really the athletes. Teams aren't. No, not the teams. But then, and then turn the comments off, which is ridiculous. I, I, when, I couldn't have felt more connected on a personal level with Justin Fields than ever before when he was like, I'm tired of hearing about it. I'm tired of keeping him. Trade him. He's this. He's that. Get Caleb. He's like, I'm just over it. And that's the way I felt because we've been hearing about this for over a year now, it feels like, with the, with our own team about the position and what, you know, and everyone said get rid of who we have here and they want Justin because Justin will be the guy to take us. And it gets exhausting, and I understand where he's coming from. Look, when he says he wants to go be on vacation, dude, do it. Good for you. Like, I, I understand. I, I had no issue – I know that it brings it would have been it would have been a easier, maybe more well thought out move to mute his own name, the NFL, the Bears, and all those accounts that go with it. That's what that's what I was making before. And I am I not, agree with you. Not saying what he did was wrong by any means, because I get it. You're getting inundated with stuff. I'm sure people are probably even lighting up his DMs. And if he goes to look at his request section or anything like that, it's probably a cesspool. So I understand him not wanting to have any part or anything to do with that. But I also look at the side of it that's like, why would you unfollow? Because we've all seen it. And maybe he's not thinking about it, but we've, we've, this, is, this is nothing that isn't new because maybe the last few years it's become more prevalent where so-and-so, this player unfollowed this team, X, Y, Z, whatever you want want to call it. But 
I I get it. I get what he's saying, but I also don't understand the fact that why would you do that when there are probably people out there that are just monitoring your account, waiting for all this stuff to happen and tee off on it, which is why it's in the headlines, which is why you're addressing it on the St. Brown Brothers podcast. Have, have follows have follows always been public? There is a thing now, a feature on the app, and it's probably been around for a minute now where only you can see, uh, like if I went to your account right, and I went to go see who you follow, it would say only you can see your followers. Oh, interesting. Like they'll show you a limited amount of people, and I might have flip-flopped that back. Either I can't see who follows you. Or I can't see who you follow. I right. forget what the feature is. Yeah, on if your account's private, you're not following the person. You can't see who but they follow. But you can follow. also set it if you have a certain number. If you probably have a million followers or 15k, whatever it is, you can. Social media apps were so much easier when they were simple. You know what I mean? Like it, like they you all mean, have kind of turned into one another. You what? mean when Facebook was the Facebook? I agree. Well, when it was just for college kids. When we used yeah, to that's upload when it was the Facebook. Forty thousand photos from one night out. <laughs> And no, and no employer could go see them. <laughs> Dude, here's we, our here's our night out of the weekend. And here's know, fifty photos. In you a, all understand? In, in an album. 2000, probably in 2009, uh, Coach Saban brought in a social media team, and they for the for the three months leading up to this seminar, all of the females that worked for them friend requested our team, so that they all had access to our photos. And we go in this meeting. And these girls are like, we friend requested y'all for the last two months. We've been friend requesting all y'all. Check out this slideshow. And everybody's like, <gasps> busted. Oh, no. And that's like just when Facebook turned into a public thing. And it was brutal. Brutal. You're going to want to stay near your phone because we have a giveaway. Stay tuned because later on in the show, we are giving away a family four pack of tickets. To the Atlanta International Auto Show opening Thursday, February 29th through Sunday, March 3rd at the Georgia World Congress Center Hall C. Tickets are on sale now at GoAutoShow.com. But stay with us because I will announce when you should call in to try to win those tickets. But it's not now. So just hang on the lines there. When we come back here, we're going in the huddle. Hey, there's a little bit more money to spend when it comes to the NFL Salary cap. That's next here on Sports Radio 929 Game. Getting your day started. Go ahead with the morning shift. Time for the show on Sports Radio 929 The Game. It's time to huddle up. Bring it in close. Bring it in close. The latest NFL news, rumors, reports, and happenings within the huddle on the morning shift. more energy when you switch to your dog's food <laughs> switch your dog's food to the farmer's dog the effects can feel magical stop looking at me what sorcery, sorcery is, this? is this none at all it's just real food made for the health of dogs get 50 percent off your first box at the farmer's slash no magic all right we are going in the huddle now and the 2024 nfl salary cap is expected to be in the range of $250 million per NBC. That's a significant increase from last season's $224.8 million. I, I'm, I'm curious to get Bo's take on this because I, I'm not great at the zeros when it comes to paying that man their money. Well, his hood uh, is up right, right now. I know. The hood I is know. Up. It means he's locked in. 
Uh, that means he's uh, zoom focused. He's got numbers you know I mean? already pulled up it's on like that laptop you, right there. It's like when you put the blinders on the horse, and so they can only look ahead. That's you know what I mean? Happening. That's what exactly. He's, he's, he's on the zoomed numbers. in. He's working the mouse right now. What's that numbers guy on uh, MSNBC? Uh, oh, I don't know. Uh, anyway, I thought you were talking about the bear. Right I thought you were going to talk about Chris Felica, but yeah, that's. Oh, no. <laughs> go ahead. Uh, but I'm just curious, Bo. Um, what does this do as far as the quarterback position goes, or for agency? Because obviously. Things open up a little bit when you add twenty-five or thirty million dollars at salary. Well, yes, um, it, not as much. You got to remember because guaranteed money are hitting for some of these contracts that didn't hit account against. So you got to go ahead and look at who's got what. Your biggest cap hits are Jake Matthews at twenty-one, Grady at twenty, Chris Lindstrom at eighteen, Jesse Bates at seventeen and a half, and then you've got Anya Mata and McGarry. Uh, and uh, AJ Terrell at 12.5 and, a half and uh, 12.3. So, that said, your estimated cap space is going to be a little north of $29 million going into this offseason. However, you um, that number got there with three of dead and 7.7 of rollover, and that means that you didn't spend $7.7 million last season and it will roll over. Hmm. Now, I did one transaction. Did a number crunch. You did as it. if I was okay. Terry Fontenot. So what I did this morning at <laughs> five there, Terry. at five thirty five this morning, I <laughs> put my Terry Fontenot hood on. Okay, like, you know because I wear well, I got my hood up and I'm in my math, and I said, "Hey, I'm going to cut Taylor Heineke today," and I saved us six and a half million. Okay. So now we're up to $35.5 million in cap space. Um, that saves you six and a half. It costs you two dead. But you, you basically, you're saving eight something uh, away from what he's going to make, but two of it's dead cap. So there'll be another move or two, I would imagine. But Kirk Cousins wants 45 over two years, 45 per year at 90. That puts you outside of that range still. Kirk Cousins won't say deal here. It is going to be a three or four year deal. Yeah, with two of it guaranteed. I'm curious. I'm curious if he'll get 45 from anybody. Would you give him 45 here? Would you give him three at uh, if he what two at 45 or if you could give him three at 40? Would you want to do that? Well, no. Whatever I tell you is he's not getting a two year deal here. It is going to be at least a four year deal, and I will guarantee. 90 million of it. Because okay. the reason okay. I say that is because I'll have those other I need to back that money. I need to to, to move that money down the road a little bit yeah, because the cap keeps going okay. up. Okay. All right. Okay. Because I got to sign other guys. Right. Right. You can't he's I've just got not, a, he's not the only answer. I've got 29 million to say if I cut Heineke, I've got 35 million and you're going to come in here and want 45. Well, now I'm now I'm un, I'm over the cap and I don't even have a full roster. Right. Because I'm not even going to be able to sign draft picks. No, you're missing right. key pieces. Yeah. So that's where this is going to And this is where the whole thing gets so construed that none of us can figure it out. Which, uh, this is not just a Kirk Cousins conversation. This is also a Justin Fields if you're going to sign him long term and those kind of things. I mean, that's got to be taken into the equation as well. Well, it's any player, really. Edge rushers. I mean, you're going to have to. That's why you see these guys like Jake and Grady and um, Lindstrom. These cap hits are so big. This year, I mean, you've got 
We say we don't do trenches, but you've got 16, uh, You have a 24. lot of money tied up in the trenches. 24% of your money is in three players, and they're all trench players, to your mm. point, Tiffany. Mm. Then you add another. They're the big fellas. Then you add another 10%. So forty-four percent, thirty-four percent of your cap are in trenches, and those are just the big money guys. I love it, man. No, so, it's a uh, yeah. Those, as long as those guys continue to perform, okay. Uh, but to your point, you know, kick the can down the road as much as you can and start pushing that towards the future cap. And then, <laughs> just you need to wait. You need you need a guy. You're, you're gonna you need, need nine million for your uh, free agent. I mean, excuse me, your rookie pool most likely picking at eight. And if right. you want to get up to three, you're gonna need more money. I mean, sure. we're like ten million. Basically, yeah. you've got money to spend, but they can't. You're not going to do a ton of big money one year deals. I'm glad we're talking about the numbers because let's talk a little bit about free agency. This from NFL.com, Kevin Patra. This article is all 32 teams' wide receiver situations ahead of free agency and the draft. And so he gets straight to it. It's an alphabetical order. So the Falcons. At the top of this list, near the top of this list, and they have the 2022 first round pick and a 2022 undrafted free agent as their only wideouts under contract. Again, they currently have the 2022 first round pick and a 2022 undrafted free agent as their only wideouts under contract. So Patrick goes on to say, clearly there's work to do for Terry Fontenot, and he considered tight ends Kyle Pitts and John New Smith as the primary pass catchers they still need an option to add as a threat opposite of drake london yeah so. i mean it's 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 kind of uh it's kind of what i've been trying to echo for the last month you know they, they need a yak guy they need a speedster they need somebody that can make people miss and it just it is funny tiff when you pull up this article and you look at it and it says top wide receivers under contract for 2024 there's two names drake london and josh ali it's like you alluded to. That's it. And that is it. You're losing Matt Collins. You're losing Scotty Miller, Van Jefferson, Kadero Hodge. Anybody who you think could have fit that role, right, aside from Matt Collins, all three of those other guys could have fit the speedster, make people miss kind of guy. They are all free agents. They are all unrestricted free agents and can do whatever they want to. So I think that this alludes to the fact that you have got to address this in the draft one way or another. You have to. You have to. Um, you can sign back one or two of these guys. I think they'd probably – I would, I would just think that they're probably going to sign back Van Jefferson because this coaching staff is familiar with him and his yes. skill set, and it seems to kind of fit. But other than that, you can't tell me that you can go through – what do we have, eight picks right now? You can't tell me you can go through eight picks in the draft and not draft a wide receiver if this right here is what your wide receiver room consists of. Right now, now, there's something in this else in this article um, that's right up that he does mention, which is that new OC, Zach Robinson, could advocate for the addition of Demarcus Robinson, who – Played well for the Rams last year. So someone that clearly uh, Zach Robinson would be familiar with. And yeah. so he said he could compliment that receiving core that clearly, as we know, needs a number two, number through four kind of void filled. Yeah, he played at Florida at college. He was on the Chiefs for quite a few years. Um, he's solid. He's good. He's not great. He is He's from Georgia, if I'm not mistaken. He's a little bit of – he's just got consistency issues. I remember him being a guy that would make a phenomenal catch and then he would drop an easy one. But he's a good. he's been a good NFL player overall. Uh, he's He would – yeah. Dude, I would take Demarcus Robinson, Van Jefferson, Drake London and get me a, um, you know, 
uh, a Ricky Pearsall or Ooh. a Lad McConkey. I think Lad will be gone by the time. By the time we can slide in there. Maybe get, because we'll get the, we'll get the two the the two third rounders right. You'll get the two third rounders uh, because of the Ridley deal. Unless you trade one, those and go back to the second round. Well, that's possible too. Uh, you can't. You listen. Who knows? But I will say, I think Lad. I don't think Lad would be available for us where our picks are. Ricky Pearsall, where is he projected? Because woo, he's a mid round guy. He's, I would think. I, I but take, he's a he's, hell of a receiver. He's athletic, boy. Well, My he's gosh, fast. He can go get it. He's fast. He he's physical. <laughs> and he makes contested catches. I mean, at, he plays Pass, free, too. Physical, free. Yeah. Yeah, all the yes. buzzwords. Well, uh, you know, Raheem and, and Jimmy Lake added uh, free. Yeah. Free. Fast, free physical, and free. I love it. All right. This hour brought to you by Zero Res. Smart, lasting, clean. What you got for Mike Dub? Well, a legend over in Tuscaloosa is uh, leaving the booth after 35 years. And also, last night, I was at dinner. I said, my son said something. I think I should be concerned. Maybe you guys can give me some input on that. Might have to do with a female that walked by. Right, we'll talk about that on the other side. Mic'd up, Sports Radio, 92 the game. It's more than just sports talk. This is the morning shift. I'm in. Me too. On Sports Radio, 92.9 the game. From 45 yards out. To win it for the volunteers. The snap, the spot. The it's kick is blocked! It's blocked! It is blocked by it's Alabama! Blocked. It is blocked by Alabama! The Crimson Tide wins! The Crimson Tide wins! The Crimson Tide wins! Terrence Cody for the second time, I believe, got a piece of that one. The Crimson Tide wins, and Bama remains undefeated! That is the voice of Eli Gold, probably the soundtrack of your college playing days. Yeah, he was. He was. uh, 35 years Eli Gold spent in the Alabama radio booth. Alabama. Alabama. He was also the voice of NASCAR for years. Long time. Yeah, it's um, funny, man. When you go into at Talladega, they have like sound playing before the race, and you that's all you hear is Eli Gold calling Talladega races. So obviously I grew up listening and watching college football, but I did it in the state of Georgia. So Larry state. Munson, Wes Durham, uh, Al, um, uh, Al, uh, uh, I can't remember. Uh, you all right? Yeah, I can't, I can't remember his last name. Okay. Um, anyways, he was Georgia Tech before Wes. Those were the voices of Tech, right? Yep. And, um, and so those are like the voices that I knew. So I knew Eli Gold from NASCAR. Yep. So when someone was like, well, he's a voice of Alabama, too. I was like, no, he's not. He's a voice <laughs> he's of the voice Motor Racing Network. <laughs> <laughs> no, nah, man, Chris Stewart, a uh, good buddy of mine, be taking over in the booth. Now, Chris Stewart's been around Alabama a long time, too. 22 years he's been calling Alabama basketball, Alabama baseball. So he's been around for a long time. But it just it, it makes you think, and, uh, you know, all the people in Atlanta can think on the, you know, the play-by-play voices of their teams. You know, uh, Scott Howard, he's been at Georgia 15, 16 years. Andy Bertram taking over for Rod Bramblett at Auburn. He's been there five years. Bramblett was there for a long time. Chris Blair at LSU has yeah. now been there eight years, which is crazy to think about. I remember when all these guys kind of took over some of these roles. And uh, Eli Gold, you step back away from it, and you think, in 35 years. And it, it is interesting, and I know, you, I know you're going to bring this up too. This isn't his choice. 
Uh, it's been t- he's, he kind of threw a grenade behind him on the way out the door because he's like, nah, I'd, I'd love to be back. doesn't seem like it's going to be his choice. Al Serrato was the name I was trying to think of. Uh, the other thing I would tell you is he didn't leave NASCAR on his own yeah, either. No, it wasn't on his own accord either. This is the second time in, uh, what, a five, six-year span God, I don't know how long he's been on NASCAR. It's been longer than that. It's been think so? Yeah, it's been longer than that since he's been on NASCAR. But he's he's basically been told by two places where he has a legendary voice and yeah. has legendary calls. That makes me think, and I've seen a lot of posts saying that he's been done wrong. Look, this is a business I work in. I don't know Eli Gold. I've never worked with Eli Gold. I've had him on radio shows. That's it. It seems like an Eli Gold problem, though, the way the tea leaves are, 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 are but falling. But then how do you last that long? 35 years. Pro- yeah, if there's a— Well— just I'm just asking a question. I, I would, you know what I would tell you? It's a new era, and there are—you— I don't want to say anything that would sound a certain way, but you if you've done something your whole entire life one way, and now that way has changed— Sometimes you can get pushed out with the dirty water. Does that make sense? Well, I, I think there's. Listen, I, I understand what you're trying to say. It's. A, it's honestly, it's a tough topic for me because I have. I have a lot of respect for Eli, and I've worked around Eli. I've been around Eli. He's. A, he's a good dude. He's helped me in a number of different ways. But I also have a lot of respect for Greg Byrne, who is the AD, who has at least part of this call, and some of the other people for the Alabama Radio Network. And I also have like Chris Stewart is an incredible person that's going to be taking over for him. And like I said, he's been around 22 years. So in a lot of ways, I look at Chris Stewart, and I, I think less about Eli Gold exiting. And I think, man, this is Chris Stewart's time. Like, that's kind of the way I've Maybe looked at it. It's like it my guy Chris is finally getting, you know, his his ability to kind of step to the forefront, and I think he deserves that. So it's, it's, it's an interesting topic for me. Like I said, I have a lot of respect for Eli, but I'm so excited for Chris, and I trust Greg Byrne. Well, that could be it. The Chris Stewart thing could be, hey, we've promised Chris Stewart this job for years. Could be. The one that I look at is that NASCAR one. Sure. And then this one, and it just feels like he's been pushed out of two jobs. You know, that makes me think this might be an Eli problem, but legendary nonetheless. Yeah. We mentioned it is giveaway day, so you can call now to win a family four-pack of tickets to the Atlanta International Auto Show opening Thursday, February 29th through Sunday, March 3rd at the Georgia World Congress Center Hall C. Tickets on sale now at GoAutoShow.com. Call us at 404-726-0929 right now to try to win that four-pack of tickets. It's time to rant. Excuse me? It's time to rage. It's time for Mic'd Up. On the morning shift. All right, I gotta. I need you guys to help me diagnose something. My son, three years old. Right, he's learning a lot of he's learning a lot of things, and um, let's just say that he 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 likes the females when we watch uh, movies. Like he 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 likes uh, he likes the Little Mermaid. Um, he, you know, he he always tends to call it the females, and he likes Jasmine as well. Jasmine's one of his favorites from Aladdin. Um, so he has learned. Um, he learned first part of this is he learned the word belly button. Like he kept, you know, belly button was one of the first things. Like probably a year ago, he started learning the word belly button, and it started coming out like bed button, bed button. And then all of a sudden, that turned into Bebo. Belly button turned into Bebo. All right. So as we've moved along, and he's gotten a better understanding of of, you know, watching Jasmine, who has her her belly button showing in the movie. Anybody that's watched Aladdin knows that hey, that's that's Jasmine's Bebo. 
All right. <laughs> and he started with that's Jasmine's Bebo. Well, that has turned into more of a of a talk about the entire the entire kind of upper body of females, right? So last night, right? Last night we're at uh, we're eating dinner at a Mexican spot, and a, a female walks by who was wearing you know uh, something a little more revealing. You can say woman. It's just so <laughs> females. I just I, I always call people. It's not it's not, it's not anything not, I'm consciously trying to do. So uh, a female walks by last night, and she is a little bit revealing, not much, but to the point where he. He kind of looks over, and she's, you know, 15 feet away. She didn't hear him, but he goes, oh, she's got Bebo's. Like that. <laughs> so, so now it's Bebo's turned in from a are... belly button thing to now it's now it's the upper upper of the belly button, a little bit north of the belly button. And he's Hooters. Kinda, he's kind of looked at the Bebo's. Did you just say? What? Yeah, he, he said Hooters. Can you say that? It's the name of a restaurant. Right. It is the name of a restaurant. Okay, I, I don't know whether or not I should called, be concerned about they're this. They're called breast, okay, because we're adults here. Can we say those? Uh, do we say those scientific terms on radio? Yeah, let's just call them bebos. They're called breast. Let's just call so, them so it so is um, is Ridge gonna like walk into like pre K like this? Big pimping, baby. <laughs> I don't That's think right. so. Big I don't right. think so. like I, I looked and I thought, man, I would have hated if if she would have been closer and she would have heard like bebos. Like it's just so. I mean, he's three years old. He's not he's not consciously saying anything. But it is funny to the point where he always loves he, he loves Elsa, he loves Jasmine. He loves all the females in all these cartoons to yeah. the point where he's just looking at it going, oh, her Bebo is sticking out. Jasmine. But now I'm pretty sure he's talking about something north of what the Bebos are. I don't know whether I should be concerned or not. I'm, like, looking at him going, bro, you, you can't say things like that out in public. I don't and do kid stuff. I don't know. <laughs> I mean, maybe you should teach him, like, some couth. Right. You know? Yeah. But as far Four-year-old as. year old couth is not. That's as not far easy. as. I don't think that goes far, in the same sense. As far as, like, I mean, are you concerned? Um. I'm just concerned he's going to say it in front of somebody that he should. I think you should stop letting him listen to Dukes and Bell. Is that what it is? Yeah, I think yeah, my, in the car. I think Mike mm. Bell is, is made has been an influence and on Mike him. Mike Bell said the word Bebo's. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's just so funny to me, man. I'm like, where are you picking this up at? Because it's not like. You know, it's like, what are y'all talking about at daycare? You know what I mean? Like, why are you going to daycare? Say, like, kids repeat whatever they're hearing. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe well, one of the. Tiff, to your point, he asked me yesterday, we were on like a little turf lawn at this restaurant we were at. And he asked me if he was allowed to, to TT on the turf lawn. And I was like, where are you getting this? And he goes, well, sometimes boys TT on the grass. What kind of day? <laughs> I was like, what are we talking about? And you know what's funny? There's turf on the playground at his daycare. Well, And so I'm sitting there going, what is this kid talking? Like, where does he pick this stuff up at? But I was like, no, buddy, you can't, you can't TT right here. This, you can't just pull him down uh, and start going TT. You have to actually go to the bathroom. We need to go into the, into the bathroom. So... I don't know, man. I don't know. I, I know where he got the word Bebo's from, but I don't know how it has transitioned into this girl walking by wearing revealing clothes, and he's talking maybe, about be- maybe, Bebo's. Da- maybe, maybe it's the school. He wants to I, I be on know. turf out in public, and maybe he's I mean, picking I'm up just things. concerned that like he's going to walk up to his, his daycare teacher and what? be like, hey, Bebo's. Well, my concern would be he'd be like that little kid off Kindergarten Cop where he's like, boys have a... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I've never seen that movie. What? Uh, what? what? Yeah. I mean, I haven't seen it in decades, but I've never seen it. it. That's the one with Arnold Schwarzenegger. Yeah, uh, yeah. 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 How you not? never seen that movie? And that's like that. Dude, that's like uh, number one hundred on the list of, of things. Children-based things. I, and I again, I'm not comparing children to animals, but it's still just the same. It's it is a learned behavior. So maybe Somehow. he's picking up on it at school. Yeah. It's just so funny because it went or from Mike. Jasmine's Jasmine's Bebo <laughs> to her, for Bebo her belly said. button to uh-huh. now it's Jasmine's belly's hanging out, and she's got Bebos. 
You know what I mean? Maybe and a somehow kid he's made that transition. Bobos at school, and Bobos. now he's he's definitely he's just he's so aware at three years old that you know, he's just scary. looking around going, "That's a different. little person." I mean, not that, that I'm not saying he's scary. No, his kids are scary. It's a little bit scary. For well, me, you know, because they, I'm sitting there going, what if she had been, what if Waitress he, walks up to the table and he goes, hey, Bebo's. You know, the conspiracy theories are all those Disney movies have subliminal messages in them anyways. Yeah, so maybe, maybe that's well, there, are, there are stuff in there for adults. Yeah. Yes, that, that is, the, maybe he's maybe he's well beyond his years and he picked up on it's that so right funny, away. It's so funny, man. All his favorite characters are females. You ever looked at the uh, cover of Little Mermaid? What's the, what's the girl's name on Toy Story with the three the sheep? Uh, can't remember. I, I know. Um, the, the, yeah, anyways. But it, all the all the Disney females are always favorite, man. And and all of a sudden he's turned his attention to uh, noticing Bebo's. I, I don't I don't know oh. what to do about it. Maybe I should be concerned. Maybe I should. I'd roll with it, man. Just yeah. make sure that he. I think knows. The, the bigger deal I make out of it, though, I'm I'm scared that he's gonna be like, oh, this is a big deal. I would just say you don't you can't talk about girls Bebo's in public. That's what I said. That's what I told him last night. I said, buddy, hey, you don't say that. Don't say that to say that on public for sure. Don't say it. Period. Don't say. It. I was gonna hey, say. buddy. I don't know. I don't know. I don't, man. Know, I don't know. Kids kids say the darndest things. I mean that's the that that that's the that's the best part about it is they they do, and most people understand that. So you just like you just laugh at it and you know I'm sorry. You know, Good I'll, word, Bebo's. I'll talk to him about calling you out on your belly and your Bebo's. <laughs> I mean, I apologize. I'm scared, man. Parenting's hard. Parenting's hard, man. Yeah. Just gotta like, roll like it. Like I said earlier, why did you do that yourself? I'm sure I will walk out of a restaurant red faced before it's all said and done. You wouldn't have that problem. Floor or something. You wouldn't have that problem at Waffle House. Yeah. It's like. Uh, it's like that movie, Big Daddy, or uh, what's it called? Yeah. Right. yeah, Big Daddy. All right, we can announce our winner, finally, of that four-pack of tickets to see the Atlanta International Auto Show opening Thursday, February 29th through Sunday, March 3rd at the Georgia World Congress Center Hall C, and that winner is Larry from Swanee. So congratulations to you, Larry, on winning that four-pack of tickets. Hopefully you have fun with your family, our friends, whoever it is you want to take to the event. You can go get tickets, though, if you did not win. On GoAutoShow.com. We'll be right back here with the wake up call on yeah, the morning yeah, shift on yeah, Sports Radio. It's the 8 o'clock hour and it's brought to you by Mark Spain Real Estate. Say, Spate. <laughs> You're doing great, sweetie. Oh my gosh, I, I just glitched. On air, I just had reboot. Someone for me some more coffee. This hour brought to you by Mark Spain Real Estate. Go to markspain.com to get a guaranteed offer your home today and start packing. Wow. Uh, Hey, we're going to have Brandon Godden on, the voice of your Atlanta Braves. We're in the midst of spring training, and he'll be joining us in our 840 portion of the show today. Be good to catch up with him. I wonder what his uh, spring training schedule is like because obviously not all the games are broadcast on Bally or whatever else it may be. Um, so I'm curious, uh, you know, kind of how he begins to prepare. And uh, and year number two uh, yeah. of kind of taking the helm and, and getting to know uh, C.J. Nikowski, which will be in the booth with him as well. Um, so that'll be interesting to catch up with him, get some of the storylines rolling because yeah. the Braves right around the corner. I think their first game – Y'all correct me for I think your first game is maybe Saturday. Yeah, Saturday. Yeah, yeah. yeah, it'll be good to have them on. Well, it's time for the wake up call. You can call us at 404 726 0929. And let's get to the lines. We've got Frank here in Fayetteville. Good morning, Frank. Hey, good morning. Good morning, everyone. How are we doing? What's up, buddy? Hey, so Mike, man, uh, I got bad news, buddy. That, that's not nearly as embarrassing as he's going to say in the future. It's <laughs> more to come. 
Uh, so, sorry, when my son was six, uh, he was learning. Uh, one of my wife's friends was pregnant, and he asked, and he was explaining, you know, what that was. Uh, well, she has another friend who was not pregnant and oh, just no. overweight. Yep. Oh, no. Uh, yep. And so you can guess where this story went oh, and no. said, oh, mommy, look, she's got a baby, too. Oh, and, yeah. no. Wait for that. It's coming. And my Mafia all day. Oh, that a boy. But, my God, I'm cringing so bad right now. Oh, I'm cringing so bad right now. How do you how do you even how do you even overcome that, man? Like there's no way there's no way to really explain that. There's no way to really explain that, man. Uh well The thing is, like, how does she feel in that moment? Because you know she's just he's just a little kid. Yeah, I know. It's uh kids are brutal. It's probably the only <laughs> brutally way to, honest. Like, brutally It's better than like an adult saying that to her. I'd say that much. Which I can tell what's, you what's the due date? There's some oh there's some God. older there are some older people out. I, I, it should be kids and old people say the darndest things because once true. you hit like seventy, no I think. Yeah. Which, by the way, we talked about this with Rick Pitino yesterday, who did uh, his team won um, their their next game, and so he did address it. I felt like I know we're not gonna get to the sound, but since we talked about it yesterday, he did come back out and said that he had a talk with his wife when he went home that evening, and so he did not mean to embarrass any of his players and how much he loves them. And uh, and then he throws Jokic under the bus. He's like, he, by the way, his players were up there last night when he they were uh, up there at the podium with, when yeah. he was apologizing. He was like, I mean, uh, yeah, Jokic is, is one of the best players in in the league, and he's slow lateral movement and starts like hammering <laughs> he can, he, him. He doesn't throw bounce passes. And, and I'm just like, <laughs> hey man, like you know, you can apologize. Like that was one of those old. You don't. That was a Tiffany apology. He was like, I mean, I know, I know that I was wrong, but in my defense, like (laughs) that guy sucks and that guy moves bad laterally. So I mean, you know, I wasn't wrong. Here, living my life, and there's only been one moment like that within the show, which yeah, you did that issue the other day off there. You're like, you're like, I apologize, but I was mad at Mike. Here we go. Mm. Here we go. I was angry. (laughs) So you admit it. Yeah, I, I admitted it yesterday. I said I was I was mad, but that I was in the wrong. However. 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 <laughs> fight me, bro. Okay. <laughs> Let's go to Will in Mike's Mafia headquarters. Good morning. Like, Will, what up? Is it cold in that guard shack today, Will? <laughs> hey, stop it. You know what? Here's our shameless plug. Mike and I have been using Mark Spain, so we've already started packing, so we're good. <laughs> uh, uh, we've got an upgraded house, you know, since everyone's leaving the nation and coming to the mafia. You know, we, we've got that mansion going, so we're good. We don't need anything else. That a boy. Um, I don't know. Shout out to Mike's little boy. You know, keep talking about the bebop. Let's go. <laughs> Um, no, no. Like, let's no. go with it. Who cares? Like, like the previous caller, he's going to say worse things. Um, That's so true. If he buzz is all you get, then, then roll with it. But my wake-up call is for ESPN. How do they not have Ozzy Albies and Matt Olson as the top players in their position? Like, they're not even top five. You know, you got Bryce Harper above Matt Olson at first base, and he's only played first base for, what, half a game maybe? I'm jokingly, but I don't know. Explain yeah. that one. Yeah, Mike's Mafia. Yeah, Flam Flam. Well, call, Will. Uh, all three of those guys are generational talents, so I think we need Here to say that. Here we go. 
Um, Here we go. Bryce Harper. Just stop. But look, I, Bryce Harper is probably a generational talent. Let's we need honest. to stop paying attention to the ESPN. These position rankings, they're they're <laughs> biased to certain certain markets. Um, uh, Ozzy Albies wasn't a top ten second baseman, and um, huh? It's a joke, man. In it's MLB, uh, it's according to the MLB Network either. So, I, the the anger for me about those types of articles has gotten less and less the older I've gotten, just because I I realize what they're doing, and they're cowtailing up certain markets, and they only watch certain. They don't watch all of the games. To, to your point, I can't tell you how many times I've seen a mock draft, and I've looked at the name under the mock draft, and I've pulled a, a, a Conor McGregor at the presser, and I've turned around and go. Who, who the heck is that guy? Like, you know what I mean? Like, there's like a, you know, a John Richardson doing a, doing a mock draft. Oh, the headline, Falcons straight up, get their quarterback, get their man. I'm like, oh, interesting. I wonder if this is, you know, the, the Mike, Mike Mayock or somebody. No, just some, some Scooby. We joke about, like, our open says, you know, radio guru, and it's me. And I, I'm like, oh, guru. But you, you'll, you'll see those guys that will do these mocks, and you'll click on their Twitter, and it'll be like, Worked for nine different outlets, and they'll have every outlet that they've worked for, and then it say, it'll say, like, NFL draft guru or NFL draft expert, and it's like, oh. Not even, it's not even possible. Well, where did you get your expertise from? Right, right. Well, were, were you down there with a pen and paper at the Senior Bowl? Well, in between writing for the Auto Trader, I was also um, breaking oh down gosh. draft picks. All right, I'm going Editor back to the Editor at the Thrifty lines. Nickel. We've got Squid. <laughs> remember those auto trader Gillian waiting for us. Good morning, Squid What's up, Gillian. buddy? Good morning, everybody. Morning, Elder Squid. Sir? Listen, I'm not speaking just as a member of Squid Nation, but speaking as a, a member of the population of Atlanta when I say I still have pastry questions. <laughs> no! <laughs> but, but they're not they're not hard questions or rapid fire very simple answers oh, yeah. i feel like okay. i like this not very intrusive i'll, I'll play along just, you, you said you shared a pastry is that one one pastry was ordered oh. and eaten by both of you is that, no, is no, that no. How we did not we did not okay. we Good did question. not share a pastry okay. it was two, two separate pastries yes and at any point you have a bite of his pastry no, ooh, hey now. we did ooh. not share pastries that's at a, all. That's a great not, question. Not. Okay, there you go. That's kind of the end of the line of questioning. I'll, I'll, I'll back off of that. <laughs> but this was necessary information, Tim, so thank you. I appreciate it. No, yeah. you're, you're welcome. Good. I'm not going to say appetizer hasn't been shared in the past. No, I'm just kidding. I'm just adding fuel to the fire because it's funny. Good it's call. funny. That's all. Yeah, it's funny because we're friends. Y'all be sharing appetizers. <laughs> Do you ever <laughs> reach in for the same piece of calamari? I just What? I, I, <laughs> <laughs> What do you do? I, I hope one day we look down at the screen and see Pastry Man has called in. You know what I mean? A caller like just, ID that says Pastry Man. Yeah, just down at Dylan's text and it says Pastry He'll Man. Never pastry Man, if you ever decide to call in, I promise you I'll move you straight no. up to the well, front. Pastry, pastry, pastry Man, from Atlanta. man does not listen to the show, and Pastry Man will never call in. We probably show. will get someone calling as the pastry guy or whatever, <laughs> but it, it might not be the OG. Probably be Squid Billion tomorrow. It'll Pastry be like, man from Atlanta. Remember when the NWO brought out the fake sting? <laughs> <laughs> pastry man does not. There is no pastry man. All right. Oh, man. Speaking of the mafia. Let's go. I know. I, uh, all right. Good morning, Haitian Dave. In the <laughs> building. My mafia stand up. My mafia. Sir. Come on, man. 
Happy Thursday, everybody, man. Happy Thursday. I love everybody. I love you guys. Love the show. This is, it keeps me going every morning, I promise you. We appreciate but, um, you. Is, 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 is nobody. And Tiffany, um, that was a date. You went on a Valentine's Day oh, date. Sorry, come on. Yeah. Come on. But and why whatever. Are you still okay. Whatever. Your business. My bad. My bad. Your business. <laughs> it, business. I have to tell you, it, it was not a date. Friends can appreciate friendship. On the day of love. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's not a day. Tomato, tomato, bebo, bobo, yeah, you know, whatever. <laughs> uh, here we go, here we go. Look, wake up call, man. Is anybody else as excited for this Atlanta break season as I am? Um, let's kick this thing off the right way. Come on, come on, come on, yes, come sir. on. We got to fill up the seats, guys. Yeah. Let's get out here for these Braves. Let's bring another World Series back to Atlanta. How about it? Yeah. I'm with you. Great um, call. I know Tiffany's super excited. I mean, uh, Odyssey was running with her. Oh, her did take you see the Spencer burn you Strider. got? Wait, what? Tiff, you got, you got front and center on the main Odyssey account on Instagram. Yeah. A Tiffany Blackman quote about Spencer Strider. The stash? Yeah. Uh, no, it, no, no, no. No, it's, no. It, it said, and I, I, I yeah. quotation, Blackman, uh, what is it, a semicolon or whatever? Yeah. Strider's new curveball could wreck the MLB. Yeah. Why? Yeah. Cause, cause, Who's yeah. running? Is that is that Knox running that? No, that's a that's, that's the main Odyssey account. Don't. Oh, huh. hey, why do they, I don't because like when big when big time yeah. speaks, no. BTB. Boom! Yeah. I was reading yeah. the article that someone wrote. That wasn't even my legit quote. <laughs> hey, to, whoever's to, running that, take it down. To Dave's I'm, point. I'm to Dave's point. I, I am like my excitement moves in waves, and I can why? only have a singular focus sometimes about excitement. I. I I'm going to admit to y'all, we're going to have God in a little bit. Tomorrow we'll have Jason Longshore. He'll talk about the you know the United opening this weekend. I, 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 I'm I starting to build up. Once we get into March, and I think opening day is March 28th, if I'm not mistaken. Once we get into March, my focus will then turn to Braves baseball and to opening day and to spring training and all that. So right now, my singular focus, last week, my singular focus on the opening of NASCAR. Right now, my focus is, is going to be on United this Saturday. And then once we move past that and get into March, my singular excited focus will probably be the Atlanta Braves in spring training. Well, the, the spring comes for me, and you get, the, the to me, the beginning of spring in my head is the Daytona 500. Yeah. And we're through that, and then right around the same time, the pitchers and catchers report, I get brought back into the fall, winter uh, with the combine, and then it, I spring right yeah. back into it. because next week? Uh, like the 20, uh, yeah, next week, like 27th, 28th, 29th, some of that. But then once we get through that and free agency hits, spring training is like rolling. And now I'm, I'm, I'm all in on baseball and NASCAR. Like my Sundays are beautiful when I can float between having the iPad and the both TVs, one TVs on NASCAR One's on the Braves and one's on whatever golf tournament it is. Now, if it's a major, then I flip. That goes to a TV. Yeah, and, put that on a big and, one. And, uh, and you know, normally the Braves go to the iPad. Sure. All right. All right. It's giveaway day. Uh, <laughs> stay tuned. Try to contain yourself. I'm just I'm annoyed Jeez. about what y'all just told me earlier. Sorry. Oh wow. Stay tuned because later on in the show we are giving away a family four pack of tickets to the Atlanta International Auto Show. Opening Thursday, February 29th through Sunday, March 3rd at the Georgia World Congress Center Hall. See, tickets are on sale now at GoAutoShow.com. But again, stay tuned because I will tell you when to call in to try to win. We already gave away a a set of these tickets, so I'll tell you when to call in to try to do that. Stay with us here in the morning shift. We have a Life of Squid next on Sports Radio, 9 the game.
Yes, it is a lovely morning, isn't it? Now, more of The Morning Shift. On Sports Radio 92.9 The Game. We're back here on the morning shift, and it's giveaway day, so you can call now to win a family four-pack of tickets to the Atlanta International Auto Show opening Thursday, February 29th through Sunday, March 3rd at the Georgia World Congress Center Hall C. Call us at 404-726-0929 to try to win those tickets right now. By the way, tickets are on sale at GoAutoShow.com. All right. So, NFL Network's Daniel Jeremiah, he put out his second mock draft earlier this week, and he has the Falcons drafting Michigan quarterback J.J. McCarthy. Now, he did explain why on his Move the Sticks podcast, and we discussed that a little bit earlier in the show, but... Yeah, he gave his thoughts on why the Falcons would be. Well, what's interesting about it is, you know, I talked about last segment. So sometimes you get these mock drafts and you're like, who, who, who's that guy? Like I pull a Conor McGregor and I turn around and I go, oh my God, like who is the writer of this and who did this and who made all these trades and made it sound like they knew what they were talking about? Daniel Jeremiah is not one of those guys. So I actually pay attention to what he has to say. Let's take a listen now. AJ McCarthy, a little bit of a surprise uh, there going to the Atlanta Falcons based off just a lot of a buzz and chatter of folks that uh, uh, are connected to those who interviewed for that job. And there seemed to be a, uh, a thought coming out of those coaching interviews that uh, from ownership at the very top, they want a young quarterback. A young sure. quarterback. Yeah. I mean, so what, what do you consider young? A rookie. A rookie. Yeah, that's Somebody what I thought, you're not paying too. $40 million to. That's what I, mean, I that's thought, what it comes too. Down. Someone that you can develop. That's what you want. You develop and have for years to kind of what you had in Matt Ryan. That's why I don't think it's a done deal. You know, we're we're linked to every freaking quarterback on the face of the earth right now. Yeah. I mean, we're the leader for Baker Mayfield, and the odds leader if he doesn't resign in Tampa is Baker to come here. Uh, I think Russell Wilson's like we're the second behind the Steelers. Cousins, Kirk were number Cousins, one. we're number one. I think Justin Fields were number one. I think we might be the number one without Chicago in the picture um, for Justin Fields. So it's really weird. But I'll tell you one thing, J.J. McCarthy has all the tools. He's mobile, big arm. He's clutch on third down. I mean, 48% of his third down attempts resulted in a first down in 2023. That's a pretty freaking good number. Uh, now, he was on a really good team, and a lot of people have pointed out, and I've seen, I've seen articles talked about it, well, you know, they didn't trust him to throw late in games. No, dog. They didn't need him to throw late in games. <laughs> dog. <laughs> I mean, they were in there too. They were winning like they were winning. I think maybe ten of their fourteen games, they were winning by twenty plus points in the fourth quarter uh, against Penn State. They had Penn State on the ropes and tired, and they just said, "We're going to run the ball down your throat until you stop us and put us in a third yeah, and did. third and down where we need to throw the ball." And Penn State couldn't do it. I think here's here's where I'm falling on this, and, and like I said, I respect Daniel Jeremiah. Usually, when he puts stuff out, I'm like, okay, uh, let me let me let me make sure I read this. My problem is not JJ McCarthy to the Atlanta Falcons. My problem is JJ McCarthy at eight to the Atlanta Falcons. Like, are are we really jumping up at eight to get JJ McCarthy when it seems like? And I know, we, listen, we've we've listened to a number of people, and there's been a number of people out there on the socials that say NFL teams actually have a high value on JJ McCarthy. But I don't know, is is, is he number eight? Like, is, is that guy's body of work, is he a number eight guy? And maybe you think there's a threat right behind you, but, dude, at eight, that just seems like such a stretch, man. For him to get to eight, 
He needs to blow you away in the interviews, blow you away at the combine with his physicals, and then have a really good pro day. And then he can get to eight. Because then what happens is, is everyone goes, and hold on a second. He, was, he did this. He did what? He threw the ball where? How many drops did he have at the con- uh, I need to go back and reevaluate him. And then all these guys are going to reevaluate him, and then they're either going to agree with his combine workout or be like, no, nah, I think he's still, you know, still mid, mid-tier guy. I think he's got the – everyone here, like you know, a big majority of fans here wanted Jim Harbaugh. Big, big majority wanted Jim Harbaugh as a coach. Yet when Jim Harbaugh comes out and says that if he had to start an NFL team he and he had a quicker quarterback, it'd be J.J. McCarthy. Oh, you're just saying that because you were his coach. Maybe not. Maybe Jim Harbaugh really knows the character and the athletic ability and the growth that that kid has in him. I still think eight's way high, but who knows? Yeah. Look, I'm not a. I wouldn't be afraid to take Dallas Turner at one and then get back in the first round if if I thought JJ was my guy. I'm not opposed to trading in this draft. Don't you think, though, if they're going to take Dallas Turner at eight, that they have to already have a plan in place for what they're going to do at quarterback? Like they can't they can't draft him eight and not have a plan in place and just think, well, one of them will fall to us because that means you probably didn't sign one for agency. It it makes me think that they're comfortable with whatever they're going to. They they have a plan of one or two guys and are comfortable with both. All right, fair enough. It's time for a look back into the mind of Squid Billy. Hey, he might even talk sports. This is the life of Squid on the morning shift. Brought to you by Baron Burton's Breakfast Sauce. So good you'll want breakfast all day. Go to thebreakfastsauce.com or find a retailer near you. That's right, baby. W Sauce, a little breakfast sauce. But you know what's better? Not better, but just as freaking good is the Mary Mix. I was going to say the Bloody Mary Mix. Woo! It's good stuff. They stopped by, I think it was Tuesday, and gave us some of that Bloody Mary Mix. And man, they what? I could have had like seven or eight of those, but you know, I was coming off Daytona and I wanted to pace myself and be smart. You're going to pace yourself tonight at your uh, Dwight Yoakam concert? Uh, You know, I don't know what Dwight's going to hold for me yet. I'm excited, though. I, I saw him once years ago in college at Cowboys. No longer. Oh my gosh, I haven't heard that establishment yeah. named in and 20 years. Is that the same place as Wild Bills? No. No, okay, different spot. That's what Wild Bills thought oh they were going to be. Oh my gosh. Wild Bills, Atlanta Coliseum, I think is what it's called. Hey, you know what? Um, I, I, but, but yeah, we actually saw, we ran in like Marcus Giles, Tipper Jones is there. Wow, now that's a name yeah. I heard in a while. Because it was in the wintertime. We ran in, it was before spring training. Mm-hmm. We ran in a bunch of these sure. names. Yeah, it was all, it was probably like 2007, maybe back in the day. Maybe six. Um, it could have been five, I guess, because I'd have been 21, no four. But anyways, so I was watching. Uh, I think actually I was just scrolling the socials, and I, JJ Reddy, I can, I can, I can take him or leave him. Not a, I'm, I, half the time I like what he says, the other half I'm like. Big fan growing yeah. up. Um, I like the fact he speaks his truth. But he, well, he was speaking his truth yesterday, and he had a, he had like some stuff on what he thinks fans actually want, and. Part of me agrees with him because he doesn't think fans really want to know the X's and O's. He thinks they just like all the stuff around it. Now I want to address Stephen A's point. Since when is it players' jobs to educate people on basketball? When did that become a thing? When did that become a thing? Isn't that our job? Isn't that our job? 
I'll answer. I'll I do answer that as my I'm, job. I'm, That's I'm, my job I'm, to educate I'm, people I'm on letting, basketball. I'm letting you speak, no, and then I'm, I'll I'm, answer. Then stop talking. I, I'm, it's our job, Stephen A., to educate mm-hmm. people on basketball. It's okay. our job. And here's the reality. This is the okay. ecosystem we live in. I can do a okay. video on my podcast. I can do a video on my podcast where I break down the last nine games the Pelicans have used Zion Williamson as the primary ball handler and what type of actions that has led to. I looked it up this morning. 54,000 views on YouTube. But I want to call out a coach yesterday. Oh, that gets tens of millions of engagements. That's the ecosystem we live in. So do fans actually want to be educated or not? Mm-hmm. Do they? Mm-hmm. I, it, it almost sounded like ESPN was like, enough out of you. We're going to cut your mic for a second. But JJ didn't stop. Yeah. And nah, I'm keep going. And he was in studio. Better and, use that boom mic. Because Stephen A wasn't there, but um, Mad Dog was in studio, and I, it was literally picking up off Mad Dog's mic. But yeah. I, I have to agree with him. When we like all the fluffy, we like the good storyline, we like the drama. He called out Doc Rivers uh, the day before about accepting uh, blame, basically, and and not accepting it, and about something that happened in one of their games, and it blows up. What do fans want? Because I feel like if you talk about what a player is or isn't, and he's a, and the fans like him, they call you you're a hater, you don't like him, you have an agenda. But then there, but if you talk about the drama around him. Or you talk about someone they, they don't like, they're all in on it. Yeah, I know. I, I, I think the, the truth lies somewhere in the middle. First of all, there's 54,000 Pelicans fans that want to hear what he has to say about Zion, Zion Williamson's role, right? I mean, that's kind of the, the, yeah. 54,000 is not nothing. But I, I think to, to a bigger point, I think a lot of people enjoy conflict uh, or want to see conflict. And it's not like J.J. Redick is just talking about some coach, like he, like he puts it. J.J. Redick played. He played for him. Played for him. So for, for a former player to come out and say he needs to accept blame, that's going that's going to alert more people, right? And so he has to accept that fact too. He's as much as he wants to talk down on it, he's sugarcoating what it actually was. It was conflict, and it was him talking about a former coach. And anytime a player comes out and says something like that about a former coach, more people are going to pay attention. And he has to understand that and not say, "Well, just I'm just giving my take on a coach." No, no, dude, you're not. You're on freaking ESPN. And you're giving to take, uh, you know, as a, a coach that's one of the top five most famous coaches in the NBA, and so a lot of people are going to pay attention to that. Fifty-four thousand is not him on nobody. That, but I also think he has something where he talks about the fact that people just like it's the reason why people yell at each other on TV. It's the reason people yell at each other on radio over debates because people are, I guess, feeding off of that. Do I agree with that? No, I'd rather hear the other stuff. What he has to say about maybe breaking down uh, plays. And getting more technical about the game. Because I think if you're a fan, a real fan, um, you probably like that stuff. And maybe not everybody gets the X's and O's stuff. But if you want to try to attempt to understand that, then that would be a great resource to go to. I think the other half of people are just, hey, I want to hear somebody yell at each other. And it's great when people raise their voices and get fiery over topics. Which so is what he did. To- he did it right there. He was fiery and, and loud right there on it. Hey, that's but kind of my point. Different. It's like you know what you signed up for I'm when saying, you signed up to do that show. Yes, yes. So I, I, but I still think he does have something to the tune of where that's why we see so many of these yelling heads on TV and hear yelling people on airwaves. So uh, I'm curious now. I'm looking it up to see how many views that that's how Williamson has has now. 
Uh, after he went out and said something about it. Now I'm like, man, I wonder how many people are paying attention to that. All right. We mentioned the giveaway for the four-pack of tickets to the Atlanta International Auto Show opening Thursday, February 29th through Sunday, March 23rd, March 3rd at the Georgia World Congress Center Hall C. That winner is Clark from Alpharetta. So congrats on winning those tickets. By the way, ticket now at GoAutoShow.com. When we come back, while we'll the voice of the Atlanta Braves, Brandon Godden, joining us here on the morning shift. That's next on Sports Radio. 92 the game. We're going to get on down now. We're talking all things Atlanta sports and beyond. This is the morning shift. Make some noise! On Sports Radio 92.9 The Game. We are back here on the morning shift, and we're going straight to the waveboard.com hotline. That is where we find the voice of the Atlanta Braves, Brandon Godden, joining us here on the line. Good morning, Brandon. Good morning. How are you guys? We're doing great. It's good to have you on. It's good that spring training is underway. And and what's the excitement been like around the team? And then for yourself now going into year two. Well, I just had some frozen waffles with peanut butter. So I'm pretty <laughs> excited about the start of my day. Uh, <laughs> no, I look, I, I'll, in all seriousness, I'm, I'm excited for obvious reasons. You know, there, there was a bad taste in everyone's mouth the last two seasons. Uh, but last year in particular, it just is like deja vu of losing to the Phillies. And I think that there's a hunger with this team that, that is at an all-time high to kind of right or wrong, if you will. Uh, 104 wins in the regular season was incredible. It, it, and what that offense did was something that we've never seen. And now you have the, the roster fully intact and you've added to it. Somehow this team, on paper at least, is better than it was a year ago. And so I think, again, I think there's an excitement. I think there's a hunger and just a readiness to get going. That's another thing we have in common. We both grew up Braves fans. We both like peanut butter on our waffles. <laughs> See, I like to put them peanut butter on each side of the waffle and make like a waffle and peanut butter sandwich. Peanut butter is good on anything. But yeah, they got to be point. blueberry waffles for me. Hopefully oh. Brandon likes a little flavor. <laughs> um, in all seriousness, uh, you got a new partner yourself in the booth. And what, how excited are, are you to be joined by CJ Nikowski? And uh, have you guys been able to chat and kind of um, – kind of get to know each other a little bit before you guys go on the air. Yeah, we've hung out a few times, and he's fantastic. He, For those who don't know, he was the Texas Rangers TV analyst the last seven seasons, and he's on uh, Sirius Radio all the time on MLB Radio. He's just phenomenal. He's got an incredible mind for the game. He's got a good sense of humor. And, you know, when, when Jeff Francoeur expressed his desire at the end of last year, to take a step back. It was totally understandable. It's something that he had been thinking about for a couple of seasons because he's got four young children. Now, Jeff's still going to do about 30, 35 games, so he'll still be around and have a big presence. Uh, but th- but they needed to fill that void of because Jeff did about 100 games last year, so he had a, to fill about a, a 60, 65-game gap. Uh, and so CJ being able to come in and fill that role to me is, is the perfect hire. I've had a, a great time getting to know him, and I think that what he's going to bring to the booth, I have no doubt that Braves fans are going to really enjoy it. And then you're still going to get a good dose of glab and a little bit of smolty mixed in there as well. All those guys are still going to be involved, and I think it should make for hopefully a really good team this coming year in the booth. Uh, Brandon, I want to talk about some of the on-the-field stuff now. Um, Jared Kelnick comes over from Seattle in the big trade that happened this offseason. He'll take over in left field and, and will reportedly not be in a platoon. He's just kind of taking over that spot. Uh, for Eddie Rosario, and he, this is a guy, <laughs> Brandon, that 
I'm going to be honest with you. In fantasy baseball two years ago, I drafted him as a minor leaguer. Like I, this, this is a guy that everybody was talking about back in 2021. Had his ups and downs in Seattle, but I think, uh, you know, look, a new spot in Atlanta, surrounded by offensive superstars, maybe down towards the bottom of the lineup. What are your expectations for him going into 2024? Yeah, I mean, you're right. He was a top prospect. He was drafted sixth overall back in 2018 out of high school. And when he got going in the minors, he was turning heads. And people thought, wow, this guy's going to be a superstar. He's only 24. So I think that the, the potential is still there. What happened in Seattle was, he got injured last year. He got off to a great year, and then he made a mistake. On July 19th, he kicked a water cooler after he was frustrated during a game against the Twins, broke his left foot, and that set him out until mid-September. So his entire season was just thrown off course, and there was some frustration in Seattle that he did not live up to the hype, but he was really only given a year and a half of opportunity to do so. And so now you put him in this lineup, whereas you were hinting at, he doesn't have to be the guy. He's not even close to the guy because of all the other talent that is around him. And I think it's a perfect fit for a 24-year-old who came in with high expectations that now is trying to find his way at this level. You can put him down in the order. He doesn't have to hit 35 home runs. He doesn't have to drive in 100. If he does those things, that's wonderful. But the potential is there for him to just play a solid left field. He's a very good outfielder and then start to see that pop in the bat come to fruition that we saw in the minor leagues. And that the reason that he was drafted six overall is because he is a five-tool player. Uh, so I think it was a great get. It was a low financial risk as well for the Braves. And, and as you said right now, at least, Alex Anthopoulos is saying, let's not platoon him. Let's let him be the everyday guy and see what happens. Uh, and then if, if there is an issue, for some reason he's not producing, I have no doubt that the Braves will figure out a couple of back, backup outfield spots like they did last year when they had Kevin Pillar and Sam Hilliard, uh, and, and then you'll, you'll go from there. But, but that's, the, that's not the thought right now. The thought is not to focus on who would replace him. The thought is, hey, we got a kid that we believe in that's just 24 that can make this lineup even better, and hopefully that'll be the case. Brandon Godden, the voice of the Atlanta Braves, joining us here on the morning shift. Brandon, this spring training had to feel a little bit different for Ronald Acuna Jr. coming into it, given that he was coming off of such a historic season. And I know he did express down there that he does want to be a Brave for life. Yeah, and there was some misinformation with that quote. You you said it right. He said he wanted to be a Brave for life, and that was twisted into him saying, hey, I want a new contract. That's not at all what he said. He's just saying, hey, I love Atlanta, and I hope I retire here. And, and that's a great thing to hear, obviously, if you're a Braves fan, if you're Brian Snicker, if you're Alex Anthopoulos. He doesn't want to go anywhere. Obviously, he's in the midst of a contract right now, so he's not going anywhere at the present time. But what he did last year, you know, we talked about the Braves' offense and how what they did was unprecedented. That 40-70 that season, I never thought that we would see something like that. And I know that people say, well, the bases were bigger and the pitching clock and everything that helped him steal more bases. Yeah, maybe, but he still stole 73. And he hit 41 homers. And th those are numbers that, that are video game type numbers. And now the question is, what can he do as an encore? You know, Because remember, a couple of years ago, he wasn't fully healthy coming off that knee injury. And he said as much, and the coaches said as much, and so now you see he's in the prime of his career, what he can do when he's fully healthy, and it's scary. Uh, and if he can produce something even near those numbers again, 
and the rest of this offense can continue to hit, it's going to be a fun, fun season for the Atlanta Braves. Well, another uh, spring and another year where we have a fifth uh, starter position up to, to up for grabs coming in here into the spring training. Who is your uh, your dark horse, and also who's your who's your favorite to win that fifth starter role coming out of the spring? Yeah, I think my favorite right now is Bryce Elder, just because even though he struggled in the second half of last season, he still was so solid in the first half and made the All Star team. And I think he's still young, right? But there is experience now, and there's confidence that comes with Bryce Elder. The the dark horse to me would be Waskari Noah coming back off an injury, and not a lot of people are talking about him. He had Tommy John in September of 2022, hasn't pitched at the majors since early in that 2022 season. Uh, but but there was a time when he was highly thought of and when he was having a lot of success. But he's he's not the one that is really talked about right now. I would put him down as my dark horse. But I think, look, you, you can't ignore A.J. smith Shaver. Uh, who is very young but has a very live arm, and we saw him make a handful of starts last year. You you want to track him. And then the other one to definitely keep an eye on is Reynaldo Lopez. That's that's the new guy that came over who was a former starter back in the day but had been moved the last couple of years to the bullpen with the White Sox and had had a lot of success in the White Sox bullpen. The Braves are starting to slowly stretch him out, and, and I know you guys know this, but for people listening that don't know that, it means that they're just trying to get him incrementally up from 25 pitches to 30, to 35, to 40, to move him back to that arm strength that he was when he was a starter to see if that's something he can do for, for the Braves. There's a couple other names, but those are the four that I think right now are, are at the head of the pack. But Lopez is the one to just watch with curiosity and see how he does this spring. If he responds to having longer outings and does well, he very well could be the fifth starter uh, when the season comes around. A lot to look forward to this year. Uh, Brandon, we're always excited to have you on with us. We appreciate the insight. I can't wait. Absolutely. Thanks, guys. Have a great day. You too. That was Brandon Godden, voice of the Atlanta Braves, joining us here on the morning shift. Up next, we'll find out what's coming up on the Steakhouse. Stay with us here on Sports Radio 929 The Game. T Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus ATT and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.